Spider-Man thing, but I haven't quite checked into it enough to. Yeah, I think do... it. I think it's still just a rumor, but um, yeah, some some cool Spider-Man news, which is kind of nice because we haven't got much news this way in a while. But this is unanimous indecision. I'm very enthusiastic today. You can tell. Uh, I'm Joshua Troop. That's Ian Rosmondo, as always. Hey. Don't confuse the two of us. Uh, <laughs> uh, we have two entirely different people, and we're not just one person talking to themselves with different voices. Uh, who says we aren't? I can promise that we are. There we go. As long as we're both in disagreement. It's true. It'd be weird if one Hence of us agreed and the other one disagreed. It's really the... impressive when the single one of us talks at the same time. You just talk nice. out of both sides of the mouth, right? It's true, it's true. I mean, uh, ventriloquists do it all the time. And it's so much easier over podcasts where no one can see <laughs> what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, right. Anyways, yes. we happen to have watched a movie at some point last week. Uh, a movie that came out earlier this year, I think went straight to VOD, at least in the United States. Yes, that's correct. I looked this up. Uh, <laughs> it went to VOD straight in the United States. Uh, it did go to theaters uh, in a few places internationally, did not make hardly any money either way. Uh, huge financial flop. Um, we'll, we'll see over the years if maybe they do a re-release in theaters, maybe make some of it back, but it's not good. That'd probably be wise. <laughs> uh, I mean, releasing a movie at, at, at like in March was not financially uh, well i think this movie actually came out in april so so it was it was past the 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 very closing point i mean yeah um onward was like right at the cusp bloodshot was just before uh invisible man was kind of around there uh now invisible man did all right because there was like a lot of buzz around it there Uh, was a lot of buzz I actually heard that Bloodshot might be going back to theaters since it didn't get its full theatrical run. They were going to try and make more money, which it's worth a try. I don't know if that's a movie that'll bring people out. It's uh, definitely not going to do enough to get a sequel. Unfor- I don't think. Right, right. Um, which is unfortunate because, I mean, they definitely set up, kind of. They kind of set up a, a sequel. Yeah, sure. And uh, it's it's... it's interesting idea for a character i don't know if um vin diesel is the one to headline that but yeah i i I, there's a lot of unknowns with really hard to call it a franchise but with that property uh but i do wonder like if it goes back to theaters i almost want to call like 20 million i mean i have no idea how much it would cost to put it back into theaters but like 20 million dollars return box office six months later maybe maybe that's a win i don't know <laughs> it would definitely uh, help offset any anything uh, else yeah. did they fully make their money back i doubt it uh I, I, I don't know if we ever looked up bloodshots uh box office i mean if so it, so it actually didn't do too bad this is 37 million i believe this is domestic um, yeah, that? yeah. So budget forty five million, and if it made thirty seven million domestic, uh, you probably. I don't. So, sometimes the budgets they release don't include marketing, so you figure a little higher. Um, now this is worldwide gross was thirty million. Well, so I mean, the then I guess 
I guess it's kind of it almost made its money back. Um, I mean, I guess you kind of hoped that this, if you're the the studio who made this, I don't even know who made this, but uh, I, think you, I think you're kind of hoping for like eighty million dollars. So it's not necessarily a breakout, but you make your money back and then some. Pretty sure this was Sony. And then if you can get some positive buzz of around it, you can crank out a sequel. You know. Right, but I don't think that happened. Yeah, it'd, it'd be tough to say, but but that's like I, I was saying, if they bring it back to, if they re-release Bloodshot and it makes another $20 million, maybe now it is in the green. Uh, now would be the time to do so. Again, we've had such a standstill of any sort of movies for the past several months. Yeah, it'd have no competition. So. Right, and uh, if it's one of the first things back and people want to go see a movie, like, it's there. At least so. I should say it won't have any competition until like next week. Sure. Uh, ne- next week, there's a lot of stuff, but we watched a different movie that did much worse financially than even Bloodshot, which might which be surprising impressive. to you if you saw Bloodshot. Uh, even though we, en- I, th- I think we both enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Uh, it's it's goofy. It's not. You can't take it too seriously. But like, right. Uh, right. It, it's no Wonder Woman. It's no Iron Man one. It just is what it is. Uh, it, the movie that we watched, which we told you about, is the new animated Scooby-Doo movie. Yeah, uh, yeah. Which was cool. I mean, the animation style was different, and I guess that's what they're going for. They're trying to... Well, it seems every, to be kind of the way forward that a lot of people are now... Like, I think Pixar has been kind of headlining it, maybe the best of 3D animation like pseudo 3d animation right um but then when sony spider-man into the spider-verse did like really well mm-hmm. uh i think it really got people on board and then this one's just the latest but i mean it's a product that has been in 2d animation for 50 years question mark 40 years i don't I know when that. <laughs> yeah i feel like scooby-doo has been around forever uh yeah, it's it's been around for a while, and every few years they update the graphics. They put out some movies, and so this is just the latest in that line. Um, I will say, I think the greatest part of the, or like my favorite part of this movie, was the fact that it had so many other references to Hanna Barbera characters. Now, now, what are Hanna Barbera characters? Because I'm not is, too familiar with. Pretty much anything that was on Boomerang. Now, Scooby Doo originated on Boomerang, right? Yeah. So let me see if I can come up with some other ones real quick. Uh, there's so many of them. Now, Boomerang just turned into Cartoon Network, right? So it's still, I yeah. guess, I guess so, it's just Warner Brothers product now, if that's correct. So if you ever watched the Huckleberry <laughs> Hound show, the Yogi Bear, uh, Adamant, the Jetsons, Flintstones, right? All that stuff is is our Hanna Barbera characters. Okay. All those. Uh, so we had, I guess, I mean. It's much later down the line, but we've got, like, uh, Dexter's Laboratory, other stuff like that. The Banana Splits, fantastic, fantastic show. That's a really Was really Dexter's Laboratory not Cartoon Network? Was that, Uh, maybe that one, like, expanded over the name change or whatever? Hong Kong Fooey, also a very good show. Jabberjaw. So, uh, but, but so in this movie, there were two, were there more than, well, I guess technically three. There uh, were characters there were two from references that I caught. Well, the dog. I mean, being it, it's, sure, it's the sure. same reference, but a it third is, character. 
a third character that I caught. Um, so Dick Dastardly and his dog, uh, I already forgot the name, starts with an M. Uh, Muttley. Muttley. Uh, and then Captain Caveman? Is that what it is? Uh, Captain Caveman. So Dynamut is another one, which I had heard before. And oh, really? I, I that's cool. I knew that cool. was a thing, and I couldn't pull it from where it is. It's Does that make Blue Falcon grab. one? So I, I'm currently trying to... Yes. yes. Oh, so this them. whole movie was just a... It, it's just a Hanna-Barbera, like, bring characters back. Boomerang-a-thon. <laughs> Which is really cool if you're going to... It, it's weird to call any iteration of Scooby-Doo a reboot because it just seems like a like Peter Pan kind of thing, that there's just a version of it every five years or something. Yeah, it, it, if, if you make it constantly, it's not really a reboot. It's just... Right, it's always around. It's just, Dif- it's different iterations. Evolved. Different iterations, right. yeah. Of, right. And so it's really cool that we're in 2020 and a lot of the references they were making were pre-2000. They were, yes. <laughs> uh, all so, of the shows that they referenced were from the 70s. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so, like, here they're making a, a kid's product for for 2020 six-year-olds or whatever, and they're throwing in 1970s references that obviously only parents are going to get. And you'd argue, I would argue that even most parents – of most six-year-olds nowadays are still too young to get them. Right. Uh, like, they probably watched the shows, but not, like, they don't remember when those shows started, you know? Like, these are shows that our parents watched. Right, that our parents watched. And that we're too old watched. for this movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. It, is, it, it is, is like a reintroduction of, of characters. It's a reimagining of characters that no one who really watches movie had pretty much ever heard of. Like, Do you think, because I hadn't heard of half these characters. Like, sure, I remember the Flintstones, Jetsons, but, like, I really don't remember Dick Dastardly or... I will I will uh, say, as we were watching these characters, with every one of them, I was like, no, I really? Because, like, yeah. I remember watching Wacky Racers, so I remember Dick Dastardly. And I was pretty excited to have him uh, be a villain. Uh, it was interesting to see him in 3d animation because i've never seen that before um and his chin was very very is it it common for boomerang characters to cross over with each other because i feel like it was yes yes it was Uh, because from what i remember the jetstones and the flintstones the jetstones yeah the jetstones the jetsons and the flintstones there would there would be all these references to their other shows and sometimes the characters would just appear in the other shows yeah and so I do wonder... Hanna-Barbera did it first. Everybody put on their tinfoil hats. <laughs> yeah, Hanna-Barbera d- did it first, and that's exactly what I'm getting into. Are we going to see that again? Is the Scoobverse... No. No? Okay. Uh, All right, that's fine. I'm fine with that. <laughs> the reason I don't think we're getting a Scooby Cinematic Universe is because they... Throughout, like... I can think of so many different Scooby-Doo movies from my childhood. No, no, I don't exactly mean the 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 Scooby Cinematic Universe. I mean the Hanna Barbera Universe with I don't think Scooby doing a... it, and we're just gonna be like, oh, now we're gonna make a a Flintstones no. movie or something. No. I always pull from those two, but um... <laughs> I don't. I don't think we're gonna get that. Those characters have been around for so yeah. long, and, okay. and I think I'm, I'm pretty sure Boomerang is still is Boomerang still on on TV. I thought I, that, I thought Boomerang turned into Cartoon Network. They used to be two separate. Uh, they they were affiliated with each other, 
Yeah. But I know that Boomerang was still like it had its own separate. All the Hanna Barbera shows were on that. Th- then I have I no do idea. Know, I'm pretty sure that you can watch uh, all the Boomerang content like with Crunchyroll. Um, oh, interesting. Or maybe it's like on their website. You can you can just watch all their stuff. I, I do know that they've done recently where you can watch all their stuff. But um, now, does that mean uh, Looney Tunes originated on Boomerang? Uh, Looney Tunes was Cartoon Network. It was Cartoon Network. Okay. Sure. Those, those are two separate properties. Gotcha. Okay. I'm on board. <laughs> uh. Anyways, with regard, we're d- disregarding. Uh, I kind of hope you're right that they don't just start cranking out Hanna-Barbera property movies or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I think that could be interesting, but I mean, uh, this movie was so strange to me because on its surface, I enjoyed it. And then about two hours later, I was like, that was a terrible movie. You could have taken out every <laughs> single reference or every single action that was referencing something like after 2015 or after 2010, and I would have enjoyed this movie much more. Really? All of uh, the dabbing, uh, all of the Tinder jokes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the modern stuff, if sure, you, sure. If you take out all of that, I think I would have enjoyed this movie much more. Yeah, there's a lot of like, we got to be relevant to, to kids nowadays. And and in their effort to be relevant to kids nowadays, because studios and adults are always great at staying hip with the crowd, when Blue Falcon shows up, uh, which I, I did not catch originally, was part of the Dynamite show back from the 1970s. Oh, he was? Uh, oh, it was actually a yeah. Dynamite show? That's funny was, that yeah, they kind of rebranded show. that Blue Falcon's the bigger uh, element. And like as soon as Blue Falcon shows up, he dabs immediately. Right. And I was like, oh, no. Really? Yeah. Gonna, it's the same thing with uh, Hulk Hulk dabs, right, in Avengers Endgame? I think so. Um, and they make a Fortnite reference, and Fortnite's not nearly talked about now as much as it was two years ago. And it's still popular, but, like, everyone's trying to chase trends. and Yeah. That's, those are the kind of things that don't make – that They date movies. Be, they date movies. movies. Just being timeless. Um, when you try and make references to, to get hit with the kids – that's what really sets things. That's what it, it's detrimental to the films. The other thing that I think is done that's done more often now it's less detrimental, I think, but it's when you use modern music. Yes, because yes, sure it's a hit this year and it might be a hit next year. We don't know if it's going to be a hit in ten years. Right. Whereas if you use ten or twenty year old music, we know which ones are hits and which ones are misses. <laughs> right. Um. It's always. It's it's always a, a gamble when trying to use current music for, for shows. Yeah. Whereas when you use the Beatles, everyone knows it's the Beatles, no matter unless what product it's in. Unless you're in that movie called like Yesterday or whatever it was. Yeah, where none, no one of the, the none of the people know it's the Beatles. Sure. Sure. Uh, aren't we all just in that movie? No. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they. I, I agree. I, I mean, I'm, I'm always against that stuff. I, I tried to look past it because, I mean... As opposed to Avengers Endgame, this movie is definitely targeted towards that audience. Right. Like, like, sure, Avengers Endgame includes that audience. But this is... But this, this is, is almost exclusively different. towards exactly. 6 to 12-year-olds. I don't know. Um, Who knows what the whoever's actually wa- Whoever's still watching the newest iteration of Scooby-Doo, I guess. Fair. And to, to go back to your other point, kind of talking about, like, are we going to start seeing a Hanna-Barbera... Barbera, um, universe 
at least when it comes to Scooby Doo, they've always there's like in in so many movies over the over the decades they've had other characters come in like crossover from movies. Sure, that's kind and of always so, been a Scooby Doo thing. Yeah, exactly. So I don't think seeing these other that's a good uh, point. familiar characters is any indication that that is going to change anytime soon. I just think that that's them being like, hey, let's throw in some other properties that we have, uh, just you know, because we can. That doesn't mean <laughs> like we're gonna get a Captain Caveman movie coming out. Yeah, right. That, that's, that's fair. Cool that's that character fair. is. If you really want to go see him, go watch his TV show. Yeah, you no, you you make a solid argument, uh, and like I said, I, I kind of hope you're right. Uh, it's right. just with the way things that happen now. All right, important question. If it's a good movie, what's make your, a franchise out of it. What's your favorite Scooby movie? Scooby Doo movie. Yep. Uh, I, think, I think I know what you're say. I. I think I know what you're gonna say. I already forgot. Um, because I was thinking about this yesterday, but. Give me a moment. You say yours, say yours first, and then. So okay, I've I've. There's one that I think I remember the most, and I enjoyed, probably the most, uh, but I don't know if it's gonna be my favorite. So the one that I I, I enjoy the most, and I think, whole concept was, um, the the attack of the cyber or whatever. Yeah, the the cyber, one where they go in the video game or whatever. Gosh, that movie, that that's the one I want to say because it's so etched into my brain. Exactly. That was probably, that's probably the one I like, remember most. I, th- I think I probably watched that so many times. I don't know how oh, many times yeah. I watched it. Oh, yeah, for kid. sure. It was on um, like every other week. Right, right. Um, okay, so I think though my all-time favorite would have to probably be Scooby-Doo meets Batman and Robin. Oh, that's a good one. That's definitely a good one. I have I such still a... still have that on VHS tapes. Wow, mad respect. Yeah. I still have problems distinct distinguishing between the TV show and any of the TV movies. <laughs> like, like I, I'm like, was that just an episode? Was that a two-parter episode? Was that a movie? Uh, I want to say, uh, yeah, the Cyber Chase one's good. Gosh, it, it was just like it was always on. It was always on. Uh, the other one I kind of remember, although this could just be an episode of the show, and I don't remember the Chupacabra one. That one's really good too. Yeah, that those two I remember quite a bit. Okay, so this is something. There was an animated movie uh, that came out in 2013 called Scooby Doo: Mask of the Blue Falcon. Oh, so is this a sequel? Hmm? Uh, I don't <laughs> know if this is a sequel. Have they uh, been trying to make this work for seven years and we're, no one's catching on? <laughs> Uh, I just know that th- that one was a crossover between Dynamite, Blue Falcon, and, and Scooby-Doo franchise. If that's really sad that by the time they've really able been able to kick this off, they lost their generation of kids that they introduced this to. True. <laughs> right? They were like, all right, 2013, here you go, kids. And then seven years later, it's a whole new generation. <laughs> was that one uh, with the Chupacabra? Was that the Monster of Me- Mexico? That sounds right. I'm trying to think. Uh, another one. I'm, I'm actually not just looking up a list of, of animated Scooby-Doo movies, and uh, there are more than 30 of them. I believe it. See, that's uh, my problem. Is I, there's so many movies. I don't remember which ones were just episodes of the TV show. Right. Uh, the other one from looking at this that I really, really enjoyed uh, was Scooby-Doo and the Loch Ness Monster. Ooh, that's a good one. Um, whatever the Egypt one was. I kind of remember that. I don't remember what it was called, but... And Scooby-Doo and the Cyber Chase came out in 2001. 
dude, that's why I was on every other week. <laughs> that one, October 9th, 2001, that, that film is almost 19 years old. That's crazy. That's crazy. Uh, but it felt like really modern at the time, you know? Yeah, it definitely did. Uh, even though they're still using arcades. Right. In 2001. I, I guess they were dying out. Oh, whatever. But uh, going back to this movie, uh, the intro, the the they do the theme song. Like every other Scooby-Doo movie. Yes. They, they didn't change yes. it. It was cool. Okay. You kept asking about that. You were like, yeah, wait, I, I don't remember this part. I was like, no, this is, this is the exact sequence yeah. from the beginning of the TV show. They just did it with a newer animation style. I love that. That's I, so cool. I think that was my favorite part of the movie was just seeing them just pay homage to that and, and do that over again. That so it's awesome. So, and that's kind of my point with this movie is that it does a ton of respect to the stuff that came before it. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay. Um, the Scooby-Doo theme song, exactly right. the way that it is more or less. I, I don't know if there were any missed beats, but I assume it's the same. And then they're like, okay, we got that. And then Dick Dastardly's in it. Captain Caveman's in it. So here are these deep cuts that will make people go, oh, this is awesome. This is my childhood and that whatnot. Yeah. But then and, – and then it's an okay movie going through. But again, like two hours after I finished it, I was laying in bed and I was thinking about it. And I was like, this was a terrible Scooby-Doo movie. I will say there's uh, no mystery in, in defense of what you said, uh, that, that is true. This, this feels like they like touch on that because at the end, uh, Dick, when Dick Dashley is caught, they're like, and who was he? And Shaggy's like, who was he all along rips off the mask, which is typical of a Scooby-Doo right, mystery. They, they do the, and it's, and it's Simon Cowell, which was like we saw from the beginning of the film right he kind of gave a brief antagonism at the beginning of the right movie, right but... and and then they and he's like wait what that doesn't make sense and so he rips the mask off again and it's actually dick dastardly right and, he, and dick, dick dastard's like no one ever goes for the double mask removal right. uh but there wasn't some someone pretending to be something there wasn't it was actually a supervillain. yeah the entire time <laughs> it was just straight it was a superhero movie Yes. And if I'm being honest, it was like a 1990s superhero movie, and they weren't that good if you take out Blade. <laughs> a lot of 1990s superhero movies were not that good. Yeah. Um, um, I will say in also in defense of you saying this movie was not that great, uh, I remember like right at the end they had already – there wasn't really – a climactic end to the mystery in air quotes because they they finished fighting uh, Cerberus although I think it's mispronunciation uh, and Dick Dastardly's gone and you're like wait a second this can't be the end they have to go fight Dick Dastardly again and I'm like yeah no there's <laughs> not this is like the end of the film and you're like what that doesn't make any like what's what do you mean and then Dick Dastardly comes like flying back in because his robots caught him and you're like what yeah there it was it was so many the last 15 20 minutes. Maybe it's not that much. 15 minutes. It's so contrived. Yeah. Because it's like we we build up these moments to these critical character developments that happen for everyone within like the same minute. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like uh, the the gang is like Shaggy and Scooby do contribute. (laughs) And then uh, 
Dynamite and Blue Falcon are like, we can be a team. And and that all happens within like the same minute. And then they fight Cerberus. And then eventually Dick Dastardly comes back. But even before that, Dick Dastardly just runs off. He's gone. He does. <laughs> well, I mean, he, he, got, he got Motley back. Right, right. He got his dog. And he's out of there. Exactly. And the the gang just lets him go because they're fighting Cerberus, sure. Which arguably is a bigger threat. Than... Yeah, right. <laughs> Certainly more immediate. Sure. Uh, and then there's a contrived climax with uh, it takes one to unlock the door, but two to lock the door to the gateway to the underworld or whatever it was. Yep. Um, and so either Scooby or Shaggy has to basically be locked into the underworld and he's yeah. locked away for like two minutes and then he can just come back for with nothing changing they had their emotional like goodbyes like Shaggy right. left and the whole team's like he was so he was so good he was our friend blah, blah, blah. and then he comes and back then, <laughs> and, and then Scooby walks up and says an emotional speech a doorway opens up and then Cerberus kicks Shaggy out right <laughs> he couldn't even stand Shaggy for two minutes yeah, and and then Dick Dastardly flies in with and he's caught, ca- captured by his own robots, yep. and it, uh, yeah, the last That's like good. the last fifteen minutes of this movie are garbage, absolute garbage. <laughs> uh, and then leading up to it, it's just not a mystery movie. There's no mystery. It's just an adventure movie. Uh, compare that movie. I this is a good idea. Like compare that movie and because we both like it to the Cyber Chase one and how. You never really know what's going on the entire time. You oh my goodness, that movie was so up. confusing. And that's that's a better mystery because that movie just, felt the entire time like maybe this is a real thing. Right, <laughs> right. Um, and then at the end, it's revealed this it was them all along. Whatever it was, I don't know. It was like the, and that's kind of the problem I have with a lot of the Scooby Doo movies is. Almost every Scooby-Doo movie, and you have to do this to a certain extent because every Scooby-Doo TV episode does it, is, is this one the real one? No. But But then by the end, they eventually reveal, no, it's not. It was all machines and all this other uh, illusions. Uh, I don't don't think it was a movie. I think it was a TV show episode. But there was one where they go to this, like, uh, house, like like a smart house. And and there's weird things going on inside the house, and it turns out the house itself had become sentient and was doing all that stuff. And so Velma figures out the only way to beat it is to not give it the attention that it seeks. <laughs> and so like all the characters like just, a like, child eyes, don't give your close, children attention. Much, like, they, they close their eyes and they just sit down there, and there's like wind blowing through the house, and everything's picking up, and the house is going, "Pay attention to me!" And like it's just picking up, and then it just like blows its fuse, and that's it. Yeah, see, like the ones where it 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 becomes real. That's weird. That's right. weird. The whole <laughs> and I, didn't the uh, when they remade the. Although I guess maybe some of them have to be real, in order for there to be so many people pretending to be zombies and ghosts. I guess because there actually are zombies and ghosts. Right. <laughs> so like, I guess if some of them are real, then people pretending maybe it's more serious, right? Didn't when they when they remade the Scooby Doo TV show like I'm, I was gonna say a couple years ago and I'm pretty sure it's a lot more years ago now. It, it is when a lot did, more. When they did that new art style, which I was not a fan it's of, it's like 14 years ago or something. 
is it really? Yeah. Uh, but whenever they did that, because I definitely they tried watched to, some like, of it. Rebrand. I definitely watched some of it too, and they tried to rebrand the show. Like this is like new canon. They're doing their right. own story where they're doing their own stuff. But I, I think there were a few like actual right that were kind uh, of real. Yeah, there were there were some like actual real yeah anomalies or whatever. And it's like what? <laughs> uh, now I get I guess it's okay for some of them depending on how you do it, but I like the ones that regardless of whether they're real or fake, I think the best part about Scooby Doo is the mystery aspect that the entire time you're like oh that because they're finding some explanations for some things you're like oh it's it's fake oh but that's real oh no that was fake too oh but that's real whoa that is real (laughs) like like you you have this constant debate with yourself throughout the entire movie whereas with this one there were just mystical skulls that weren't explained that point to the underworld where alexander the great had buried a lot of gold of course. That's a that's a one minute synopsis. <laughs> uh, and Scooby Doo is some descendant, whatever. But uh, <laughs> Alexander the Great's dog. Sure, and, and I mean, like, I'm okay with that. Sure, that's plot convenience, but whatever. Um, it's plot convenience before the story even starts, which you have to do to some extent. I will say, uh, having just googled it, Paratus was Alexander the Great's favorite dog. So, cool. That's pretty cool. Um, and Scooby Doo is the descent. No, <laughs> apparently. Apparently. Uh, okay. Surprise, Question. Line, uh, pure like that. Question. Are Answer. you a fan of how no. Han Solo got his name? No, not at all. Right. Most people aren't. Han Solo. Uh, are we a fan of how? Are you a fan of how Scooby Dooby Doo got his name? <laughs> uh, in this movie, no. I'm. I, I'm not. I'm okay with it. I don't see the reason for announcing the middle name. Like, like I, I get it. That's his name. But, like, sure, he sees Scoob play. from the, the Scooby Snacks. He gets Scooby from there. That's fine. And then he adds do because he's, like, an 8-year-old and just attaches it. But why does he put a middle name? What's the big deal with the middle name? Most dogs. <laughs> I think that's just a thing to show. I don't know. It could be a couple things. It's so weird that, like, to me. Adults are just not competent people like he's just like huh what's the dog's middle name right <laughs> when, when that's just so outrageous like that a little kid thinks that's hilarious potentially i don't really know yeah uh, i mean i guess that I, is I, kind of a thing in scooby-doo that like a lot of normal people are pretty incompetent or they're right. either incompetent or the villains exactly and then you have like the one character that's like super sane and they're the cool npc for the for the journey right uh, come along right. which was kind of like dd and dynamite i guess in this right um, but then blue falcon's just completely <laughs> obsolete I, well it is blue falcon's son so right, right 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 he hasn't had his he, he gets his he gets his hero moment at the end of the film in the in the, in the climax so maybe going forward uh when this inevitably doesn't get a sequel in that not sequel uh blue falcon will be now that i'm thinking about it how did they defeat Captain Caveman again? I have no idea. Yeah, because <laughs> I was like, did they even end that fight, or did they just walk away? I like the mystery machine crashes through the door. Yeah, which allows them to escape. 
but and then and then like Captain Caveman just help. stops fighting. Huh. <laughs> I, I don't remember. That, I, I don't I know. I guess that points to uh Was he thrown at the wall? Punished. Was he thrown at the wall? He was thrown in he was thrown at a wall and got stuck in it, but I don't know if that was just I thought he came back it. from it though. He might have, who knows. Uh yeah, like you watch it and let us know. <laughs> you can't remember the big action sequences and there's oh my goodness. Yeah. It really good to show you what kind of movie what quality of movie. There were no was. twists. It was a mystery movie with no twists. The twist. The tw the twist was there's no twists. It's what Simon Cowell. Nope, it's actually just Dick Dastardly. I was going to say something earlier and I'd forgot about it and I remembered it now. I feel like this movie was someone someone was given like bits and pieces of a Scooby-Doo episode template. <laughs> and, and turned it, it turned requires... just that into the movie. Like like it's like okay, so you need you need mask unmoving. You need uh, uh -huh. I would have gotten away with it if it weren't for your meddling kids. Yeah. Uh, you need let's split up gang. You need right. like certain things like that. Uh, you need Scooby snacks. And so the directors were or writers were given that and were like, all right, let's make a movie. And they left out the mystery part of it altogether. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it, it's like they only used the template and didn't add anything. <laughs> Which uh, doesn't a good movie make. Yeah, I, I don't know, because, like, at, it's so weird, because after watching it, I was like, wow, that was really enjoyable. I enjoyed it. You can enjoy bad movies. But it's like, it is a bad movie. <laughs> They, they, I, oh my goodness! Like, like the story, sure, it's wholesome, and like it's it's super simple, um, and it has fun moments. There's some pretty solid jokes in it, I thought, even beyond the jokes for five year olds. Mm -hmm. Uh, so like it's still a funny movie, but there there was one really good joke with Fred, uh, when Dick Dastardly is masquerading as a female police officer. <laughs> <laughs> this may be the funniest line in the movie is like a female police officer pulls the gang over and Fred gets all uh, giddy about it yeah yeah and so he's trying to impress the woman and the team makes fun of Dick Dastardly and so Dick Dastardly rips off the, the mask of the woman and Fred goes I'm feeling such mixed feelings inside <laughs> or such weird feelings inside right, right. That, that was the greatest yeah, line yeah that was solid for sure yeah uh but so so many other things just i mean i i don't think there were any like it wasn't missing any glaring plot points like it went from right point a to it's point a complete C. story yes <laughs> but uh, that's about all we can say because they told like, us why the villain was doing it they made it right. very clear but they also showed even a more sinister side of the villain than even maybe he realized, but at points he definitely acknowledged. <laughs> uh, so it was like, oh, he's kind of sympathetic, but he even knows that he's not sympathetic. Right. And then, yeah, and then the gang's trying to save itself, and they're trying to stop him. It was very clear, for sure. There's just never any guesswork, mm -hmm. unless the guesswork is what coordinates are they going to next. They definitely had to solve that mystery. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I don't know. Uh, it's it's a weird one. Uh, should definitely check it out if you're bored, because 
it has fun moments. It has really fun moments. Really made me smile. But <laughs> two hours later, uh, I think I think this was. I, I enjoyed this movie for the reintroduction of some old characters that like that I remember from my childhood, rather mm-hmm. than as a Scooby Doo movie. Movie. Yes, but I even enjoyed it as a reintroduction of Scooby Doo characters. But like just... in addition to those uh, Hanna Barbera characters, mm-hmm. like I enjoyed seeing the Scooby Doo characters again, and most of them do act within character. Yes, they act very much within character, so there's nothing wrong there. It's just the story they're all in is kind of lacking. Right. Uh, it's not super complicated. <laughs> Which, I mean, depending on their demographic, might have been the point. Yeah, and maybe that's the direction Scooby-Doo's going, but I don't know. I, I remember some very complicated stories when I was a kid. Right. right. Um, but maybe that's just because I was a kid and thought they were complicated. <laughs> that could also be the case. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I need to go rewatch some Scooby-Doo. Maybe they're very straightforward. I do remember like some episodes you're definitely like, oh, that's the bad guy. But the gang didn't know it. <laughs> you know they were still trying to figure it out but this entire thing from, from it's very obvious they, they they immediately tell you who the villain is yep yep dick dastardly wants scooby-doo <laughs> um there wasn't enough shaggy and scooby eating they talked about it a lot there wasn't enough of it i mean there were a couple scenes no, they they were carrying food a lot. They weren't eating food a lot. That's. I have a problem fair. with it. That's fair. <laughs> Scooby Doo is able to fit multiple sandwiches in his mouth at once. One hundred percent. And this 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 movie didn't provide that. Didn't <laughs> I really that. want that. Like, uh, there's a few images I that come that, to like, mind of like Shaggy, like just fully. Uh, it's kind of like an Artemis Fowl. What a uh, Josh Gad does. Yeah, dislodges his jaw and is able to eat like ten sandwiches at the same time, and it's like the size of his body. I want one of those comedic. <laughs> I want that in this animation sandwiches. style. <laughs> <laughs> so disturbing. Right, right. Yeah, I want one of those four foot tall sandwiches, just to go right in there. Yeah, and then him to eat it vertically. <laughs> exactly, because that's that's what we get in the show. Yeah, that that's who that's who they are. Come on. Uh. Imagine, imagine if uh, James Gunn had tried to do, do that in the live action. <laughs> oh gosh, James Gunn. Yeah, with the live action movies. Oh, of uh, right. Like two thousand four. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Three, whatever. You're right. Imagine, imagine trying to watch that Shaggy unhinge his jaw and <laughs> the sandwich. But they ate a lot in those movies. They did. Like you have that whole pepper scene. Uh, you have multiple yeah, pepper cotton, scenes actually. Cotton candy monster. The cotton candy monster. Oh, so many good. Those are great movies. <laughs> <laughs> top, top tier that is right cinema. <laughs> uh, all right, let let's uh, get out of this Scoob talk because yeah. we can only hate Talk the about favorite, it. my favorite characters from childhood, uh, for so long. Captain Caveman. Yep, you got it in one. Uh, anyways, this is the part of the show. If you're new, welcome. We're going to talk about some movie news, um, and just other news that's kind of going around, uh, mostly related to, uh, 
no, yeah, no political news, but uh, pop culture news. Although you might think if the, if the United States movie theaters are reopening, maybe that's political to you. So you, you could tune in for that, too. So uh, otherwise, there, there's a lot of cool stuff. I mean, we potentially have a Spider-Man 3 title. Uh, Obi-Wan news, not much. but uh, And a Star Wars holiday special. I, we all can't wait to talk about that. Uh, anyways, thank you all for uh, rating, reviewing, subscribing, uh, wherever you're listening to us, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Cast. Uh, also, don't forget to join us on the Facebook page, Unanimous Indecision. Uh, always love to get some feedback. Otherwise, we're just going to keep staying the path. All right. Uh, so you were mentioning earlier about something about a uh, potential Spider-Man title. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a rumor or something. Okay, well, before we jump right into that, since since uh, we got the original one um, with with Tom Holland when when he was, when this was like the reintroduction to the character. Oh, you're not talking about the original one, the Japanese no, 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 Spider-Man. No. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, with Tom Holland, and we got Home in the title. Right, Homecoming, then Far From exactly. Home. So, sure. like, we we thought, okay, it, when we got Far From Home, we're like, this is a trend. So yeah. people immediately started trying to think and trying to guess what the third, uh, the title of the third movie would be. Did you have any guesses at the time? Anything that you thought, like, this is... Because I did. I, I was really hoping it would be Spider-Man Home Alone. Yeah, there is that one, but... Well, I guess... No, that's the thing. Yes, Disney doesn't technically own Spider-Man. Um, but... Did you, did you have a guess of something that you wanted? or not, you I, I'm trying to think if I did, but I don't think I did. Um... Because there were there were a lot of get a lot of, a lot of yeah I I think job. uh the one that's being rumored I saw other people guessing it and it makes sense but uh otherwise yeah there's just a lot of them I mean there's there's a lot of combinations you can do with home hometown buffet that's a good one <laughs> home away from home home away from home okay home, so home alone's good though home alone's solid. <laughs> Because, like, especially if he's, like, home alone in Avengers Mansion or something. Like, yeah, yeah, he's in the tower or something. And, and like, some villain him. is trying to, like, you kind of do it like what happened in Ant-Man, but uh, an actual villain comes to steal from Avengers Mansion or the building, right. HQ. Right. Uh, so so what is the title? What's the title being rumored? Because it does have so home I, in it, right? I believe the one that's being rumored is Spider-Man Homesick. Yeah, yeah. How do, you, so how do you feel about a, that one? You're, you, you, you got told you're wrong. <laughs> how do you like and it? And immediately I hate it, and it's it's wrong now, and I'm done with the MCU. I'm never watching it again. Okay. I'm until I'm they change it to Home Alone. Yeah, I, I I'm a Spump Man now. <laughs> Watch me with. <laughs> I'm here for Venom. Spump Man for life. It's true. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> Get me um, a T-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> I want that shirt. Uh, Homesick is it's a pretty cool because you could do some several things with it. Uh, I guess the immediate thing that comes to mind, and I don't ha quite have an idea of where the movie would go yet, but with his identity being released, right? So that's the end of Far From Home. Is his identity is public now? So homesick could be he has to leave. He needs to go away in, for the movie because New York hates him right now. I don't know. Like that's I don't, really I don't interesting. Have an... Maybe he's like on the run or something. On the run, he has to. I don't know. Hangs out in some other city, or yeah, just. He's being chased, like, okay, okay, here we go. 
Potentially. He's That's on the run. That's actually a cool idea you were suggesting he hangs out in another city, but... Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> let, let's say that he's let's say that he's on the run, and he could go to hide in another city or something. Yeah. But the whole idea is that he's on the run from people trying to find him, and the villain for this potentially could be Craven the Hunter. Ooh. I'm in. That's actually that... a really good idea, because he could actually be traveling places. Yeah. And it could yeah. be more than just a New York hunt. Exactly. It could go around. It could go around the the, the country the, or whatever, country the or continent, or however, however you want to do it. And and he's homesick. He wants to go back home. I guess another one could be homeless, but that doesn't sound as good as homesick. <laughs> uh, Spider Man homeless. Oh, yeah. So Spider Man homesick. That's a good. That's a good title. And if we have Craven the Hunter, would he have to villain? go back to his hoodie costume if he's homeless? Uh, <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Uh, I'd be down for that. That'd be a pretty cool idea. Wow, that was a great pitch. Uh, not something I was kind of expecting. I was kind of expecting to get like the full uh, Sinister Six in this film, uh, which I mean, we I potentially still get. I but still Craven think. Like well, I, I don't know. I don't know if we'll get Sinister Six in this one. I also don't know if we're gonna get Craven because they keep talking. Spump keeps talking about wanting to make a Craven movie. Yeah. Uh, which maybe Craven's hunting Venom or something over there. But I still uh, think they're trying to get. Tom Holland into that verse. Oh, for sure, for sure. meaning he will be they, they in Venom be Three, no question. They might still be trying to 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 blend these two universes together. Yeah, and this would be this would be a great one to throw Craven in. But but I still do think that because uh, my big pitch for Spider Man Three is Sinister Six, mm -hmm. and I think it does still work almost for the same reasons. Um, yeah. It doesn't quite. I think your movie's actually probably better at having Craven because it's a lot. Even though he's traveling further, but it's a probably a tighter movie, right? Um, rather than having six or seven villains running around, I don't feel like this is the time for that. Yeah, but but the thing that makes it very good story wise is all right. His identity's just been public. Okay, everyone who has a vendetta against Spider Man is coming after Peter Parker. <laughs> what if we? Got it's coming after Peter Parker. Coming after Aunt May. Coming after MJ. Coming after Ned. All the villains. They're like, so, they all so break out of prison. That, what if we got that as like an end credit scene? Is yeah, that that, that could be it too, for sure. Um, so like this one is this one is Craven. Craven may have already been on the hunt. We might potentially we could potentially could see. I'm just pitching this further. We potentially could see scenes where Craven has gone through. Like we see him in Italy, or we see him in London. Yeah, no, that'd be cool for follow, sure. Following the trail. Uh, and oh, then, as a beginning, we follow Craven. Oh man. Uh, I do like this idea, and then he's on to Spidey, and Spidey has to go on the run, I guess, to protect, to pr to protect his family, to protect whatever, or or just to not get caught, uh, or killed. He he's then on the run for a bit, and at the end of this, we see the Sinister Six being put together. Right, maybe he gets recruited because by this whole this whole film could take place over like two two days to a week or something. Like it doesn't need to be a super long time. For sure, and I mean, most Marvel movies all take place within like the same week, regardless right. of your disbelief and, and if or that's not. The case, <laughs> if that's the case, we don't necessarily need to have like the Sinister Six were were there already, and they 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 got the they got the video on their phone, and they're like, all right, let's go get them. Well, that's the thing is that like we've already been introduced to like potential three seven, or four. No, I think we've been introduced to seven Spider-Man villains. Sure. Um. But and, and I mean, you could probably even say nine if you call name drops introducing. Right. Um, 
So like there, you... there's been a lot of villains introduced, mm-hmm. but I don't think all of them are Sinister Six worthy though. I'm trying to remember the six that I had, but uh, I will say, if you think back to the Spider-Man Homecoming in credit scene, okay. uh, which is Vulture and Scorpion talking yes. in prison, and yes. Scorpion's like, rumor has it, you know who Spider-Man is. And Adrian says, if I knew nope. that, he'd be dead already. Right. Um, or, or when Scorpion's asking him, he's like, I heard you know who Spider-Man is, you know I want to teach him a few things, throw his head in the dryer. And because Scorpion wants to go get him, right. Scorpion's going after him. So to me, Peter Parker's identity has just been released. Scorpion's going for him. That's possible. Um, and so with that, I would think Vulture would probably want some revenge. You got Mysterio still being alive? Question mark. Wanting some revenge. I think he's alive. Right. And then you could throw in Hydro Man, who was teased in far from home uh now he may not want revenge but he might just get recruited <laughs> um right and then you all fund him with kingpin who's just got tons of money and because spider-man's just a hassle to new york anyways kingpin's oh. gonna want to get rid of him if he's around please bring back vincent D'Onofrio for that right and so i i do think sinister six still works but i do like your pitch i really like that I think the way where you're you kicking said it. i want both if I'm being honest, right. Right. I want like, I want Craven the Hunter to be like the immediate thing that happens after Far From Home. All right, so he has to go on the run, and Craven immediately being the best tracker is like, oh, I can actually find him and all this stuff. And you have that incredible story, and it's really tight. But then at the very end, Craven gets recruited into the Sinister Six, maybe. I'm fine with that. And then we have that second movie that's still within a relatively short time frame of his identity being revealed. Mm-hmm. And we get it. I think both would be fantastic. I, that, I'm, yeah. That'd um, be good. Wow. Cause then we get, I'm really thing. excited enough, now. <laughs> that would be enough build up for the sinister six. I think what you pitched, there's already some people that could, that, that would want Spider-Man gone. So I think there could be right. a basis for sinister six. I just, don't want to to pull a. You don't know if we're there yet. Yeah, you don't want to rush it for sure. Seriously, because if you rush it and it fails, then boy. Yeah. Uh, that's that's rough because Spider-Man, uh, until like this MCU thing happened, Spider-Man was one of the three most recognized superheroes of all time. Meaning, people like this. This is a good character. So if you mess up him now, like with again after so many years, like people have been hurt by Spider-Man in the past because we've had yeah. so many yeah. so many flops. I don't think and i i think the the guys at marvel know this right they don't want to rush into something like this because if it is a flop that's just it's one more uh tick in the, in, in the box against um against the character and we i don't think we want to lose tom holland yet you so. got a good point and i mean like especially a craven movie would kind of because Spi- spider spider-man homecoming i i think is really fantastic um and Spider-Man Far From Home is really good. Uh, it's a little less, but the story, they're still, they're so kind of like Iron Man adjacent. Right. That if you do give a Spider-Man, okay, he's had his Far From Home arc where he's, quote unquote, he's gotten over Iron Man. Okay, so you, you just have Spider-Man. He's on his own. He has nothing but his wits. 
and then Craven's hunting him. That could be like the Spider-Man movie for sure. This is this is regardless of a Sinister Six movie coming afterwards. Um, because like that one, you have to focus so much more on the villains just because there's so many of them. Now, do you but, think with a Craven movie, and I, I feel like with a Sinister Six movie, there would be some more help from like Happy or whoever. Do you think with a Craven movie, if if he's on the run, if if that is the movie we get, do you think we see a lot of help from Happy or from whoever with the Avengers? Uh, I mean, it depends on if he's still in a relationship with May. <laughs> that... Is he still dating Aunt May? Uh, it's just a summer uh, thing. Uh, no, it blossoms into something more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we see where it goes. Uh, right, right. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I... I kind of hope he's still dating Aunt May. Um, even though, I, I guess, if you take it the comic book route. No, that's too weird. No. Um, <laughs> so, Spider-Man, hold yeah. what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, if you guys like the ideas that we just pitched, uh, we have uh, a ton of episodes. There's like nine or ten of them. Uh, of just MCU theories out on this podcast. Uh, You'll have to scroll for a little while because they are towards the beginning. Uh, All pitches for various MCU movies. There's a Spider-Man 3 pitch somewhere in there. Uh, Amongst a Black Widow, a Captain Britain, Avengers 5, 6, you name it. Namor, Black Panther 2, a bunch of good... uh, Pretty sure you said Black Panther 2 twice. Did I? Uh, maybe. Yep. It's that good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there, there's a lot of MCU pitches we have out on the podcast. Uh, but th- this was a, this is a good one. Uh, I like it. Uh, I almost. Oh man, I wish they could right, crank right, out. Right. I wish they could crank Spider-Man movies out faster to do right. this. There uh, is because there's just not enough time. Rogues Gallery. That, yeah. like they absolutely could. Yeah, there, there's just not enough time to. There's almost not enough time to do both kind of thing. Because right. especially if they're talking about doing eventually a live-action Spider-Verse movie. So then you have that somewhere. It's like, oh, man. The Spider-Man franchise, like, that corner of the universe is about as big, if not As the universe like, itself. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say as, like, the Fantastic Four or even, like, X-Men. Like, there's so much that you can yeah. do that. Yeah, I would definitely and, say those tent poles are, like kind of their own bubbles exactly they're, they're at least compared yeah they're not yeah, yeah. Like, but they're Definitely. on a level to where you can compare them yeah and those are teams and he's just one guy like well i mean you could say all of the spider-man i guess the spider-verse is so deep uh, fair uh, but it all started but, with him so and if we're going to devote all this other time who knows a couple years devoting this time to fantastic four or to x-men developing out those that those movies right I really don't want like up to Sinister Six and beyond to fall by the wayside. For sure, for sure. You want them all to be good. You don't want to. I want them all. You don't want to not do one. So, exactly. uh, but yeah, that's a cool idea. Because we know Craven's coming. It would be cool if they could. Oh, poor Tom Holland though. But uh, <laughs> he said he wants to do it for life. So let's let's start working him to death now. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah it would be cool if like supposed to be in college, so we'll, we'll we'll get him in a couple years to right. It would be cool if age. they could do that if if they could pump out a Craven movie and then do right, a Sinister Six movie. 
Hear me out, movie pitch. Ready? Scooby Doo meets Inhumans. Sold. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a well-known character. We can, we can even bring back Captain Caveman if we want. And then just <laughs> we still put characters. Captain Caveman in it. <laughs> <laughs> we put some unliked characters in there to try and get them likable. Right, right. Scooby Doo will make the Inhumans likable. Right, right. Oh man, brutal. Well, someone's got to. Uh, yeah, Agents Shield tried. Yeah, they tried, and they did a fairly good job. Some of them. Yeah, fair. Uh, I would definitely love to talk about this more, but let's move on a little bit. We got quite a bit of news. Yeah. So this this has been something that I have been interested for years. I've been telling people about this, and like, no way. So this is, and if you have, if you don't know, uh, Netflix has been working on a live action Avatar: The Last Airbender right. uh, TV for for quite a few years now. Yeah, I think um, for like three or four years. Yeah, and that's been pretty big and. This still has a lot of hype about it because Netflix just recently acquired uh, the animated actually, show. Yeah. yeah, the animated show, which brought a lot of hype back to the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and it so it's kind of sad that just recently the original because like the one okay the one thing that this show had because everyone was like oh the live action movie sucked I don't really know if I want to see this the the one thing that this Netflix show had is that it had all the original crew it had the the writers it had the directors it had like the choreographer it had the the sound right all those same guys came to work on this so you'd at least think well they have the passion for the project they'll they'll be able to turn it in the right direction right but just recently uh the creators and i don't have their names with me right now they both left the project uh and i think this is i guess they did they uh they weren't allowed to do what they wanted to do with it netflix probably had their own vision that they wanted for the the project and they they walked i guess so do you, do you have any information on this uh i i don't in front of me but uh i heard it a little while ago uh it was kind of funny because like each creator i think had like a tweet and they yeah, kind of were like so, so okay so there were one, like different tones in each tweet yes yes <laughs> one was very polite saying oh we're decided to step away from this to pursue other things we don't have the whatever and the other was very much like no, we are no. not continuing to work on this project. <laughs> it, it, this project will continue without us. Right. It was like what one was very blunt and one was very political. Yeah. Um, however, and this is not something we have on our slate, but if this news is upsetting to you because you like the, the original Avatar and you might not have been as big a fan of um, The Legend of Korra, but this is not the end of the <laughs> Avatar uh, stories. Uh, there are some audiobooks out right now, which I bet you didn't even know of. I did not. Uh, News so to me. On on Audible, and I think it's on some other sites as well. Avatar: The Last Airbender: The Rise of Kyoshi. Ooh. And there's two books out right now, uh, and I've yet to to get a chance to listen to them. But you can hear the tales of Kyoshi and, and her her travels. That's really uh, interesting. Is, yeah. And the I, Avatar book Roku. I think even part of this deal for Netflix making a live action series. I think they are also going to make an original series along with it. I don't know if that one was going to be animated or live action, but it was supposed to, I believe be part of the universe. Okay. So is this and with now... the creators gone, I don't know what that means. Um, now... And then the creators even said that they still want to tell stories in this universe. Yes. So it's like, is are we just gonna see a fork here of 
the Netflix Avatar series and I think it entirely depends on who has the rights to what. Right, for sure. Because it, how the contract not, is worded. Yes, because Netflix does not have the rights to the audiobooks that they're putting out. Yeah. And so they're still telling content in their world. They're still telling lore. So does Netflix just have the rights to, to making a live-action version of Avatar The Last Airbender and that's it? Maybe. Are they allowed to tell further stories within that universe? I don't really know. Haven't read the, haven't read the contract. I don't imagine I will. Uh, we'll, have to, we'll have to wait till we get some more news. Yeah, so I actually found what Netflix said in response um, okay. because a lot of people were asking them to comment after uh, the creators, the Avatar creators' tweets. Now, this is yeah. Avatar The Last Airbender, just to be clear to everyone. This is not the blue people. It's true. Um, we have complete respect and admiration for Michael and Brian and the story that they created in the Avatar animated series. Although they have chosen to depart the live action project, we are confident in the creative team and their adaptation. So we're going to do it anyway. Project. <laughs> uh, that's what I, that's what I read. Um, and I mean, th this isn't the first time the the creators have had problems. I mean, I tried to re I tried to find exactly how much how how involved they were in M Night Shyamalan's Last Airbender 2010 movie. I which I just reading about that too. Absolutely terrible. And it seems like they kind of were involved, but a lot of their suggestions weren't taken. So they they were brought onto the project to to provide direction and to provide like uh, insight into these characters being like, "All right, this character would be like this. This is what we should do with for this." And their, yeah, as you say, their their advice was just ignored. And it got to the yeah. point where they just like, stepped away from it saying, it, it'll, be what it, be, what it it'll be what it is. It'll be what it is. This is not our vision. This is not what we built. Uh, and it feels kind of like this is happening to them again, potentially. I cannot believe that movie made $319 million. It was atrocious. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't even think Toph was in it. Um, well, they didn't from go what all I the hear. So the, yeah, they they only covered uh, book one, I believe. Was it just book one? I thought they like pulled from a little bit of all of it. They may have. It's it's been so long since I've seen that, and honestly, I tried to block most of that out of my. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I haven't seen it. It's it's definitely on my list of like worst movies I want to see. It's like that in a emoji movie kind of thing. Um, Why would you ever? Why would you ever lower yourself? It sounds like a good double feature, though, doesn't it? Oh, God. Like, just if anyone's really depressed to watch those back-to-back. -back. <laughs> the Emoji um, Movie too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but otherwise, like, yeah, th this sounded exciting. I mean, that's it's such a good TV show. It's such a good TV show. It holds up. I have been – I just recently rewatched the entire thing. Uh. Okay, yeah, my re I, I was watching a little bit of it because my roommate watched it for the first time. Okay. And so I was watching it kind of here and there with him, and it was, I, I, f I forgot how good it was. Like, I knew it was good, but it's so right. good. <laughs> right. And I, I read a few of the, the comics that, that go along Ooh, with it. Okay. Um, there's some comics that explain uh, what really happened to Zuko's mother, which was the thing that I was Right, interested. yeah. Um, so I read, I read a lot of that. Interesting. Um. So they, there are still other Avatar properties out there outside of this, and I definitely think with the creators leaving this war or leaving this project that this is not the end of the world uh, for for this universe, uh, as we can see with like the audiobooks that they're 
making they're on they're at two right now and i think they're making a third although i'm not too sure about yeah that. i i think they'll figure something out they just need to somehow be able to be they need to be they need to be given full creative control right right uh wherever they do it and it'll be tough to find someone to let them but fortunately despite netflix having this disagreement with them uh netflix has done something for them that that wouldn't have happened otherwise which is their popular their property is now more popular now than it ever has been which is absolutely crazy i you make it to netflix I, you're popular <laughs> yeah i am glad that they're getting this this uh outreach because again it's a fantastic show hopefully make more people watch, and i don't know if it will but hopefully this will make more people watch legend of korra because i think that's an underappreciated show I think it probably will because uh, for like a couple of weeks after the av- the original series uh, came to Netflix, it was like in the top 10 of in the U.S., I guess, is what it shows. Okay. Because um, they have like that banner of top 10 things being watched in the U.S. And Avatar was there for like a couple of weeks. Yeah. So. I definitely contributed. Now, I don't quite understand how their algorithm works in the first place, but it was somehow interpreting that people were watching Avatar, <laughs> uh, which supposedly is a good thing. Netflix does pay attention to those, those uh, stats though. Yeah. They, right. They, it's not something that just like they, they do look at that analytics to see what's going on. But that's why I would wonder why they wouldn't. Why? Uh, I don't know. I feel like, <laughs> If if they understood it, why wouldn't they give creative control to, you know, the creators of the IP? Right. Uh, I just... I mean, studio interference is a decades-old problem. It's been around forever. And this is just the latest yeah. uh, major case in that. It seems like a huge mistake. I'm still going to try it because... It's basically still... like superpowers, so I'll I'll watch it once and see how it is but uh if it's anything like the m night Shyamalan movie i'm gonna watch that instead because it's shorter (laughs) (laughs) yeah i imagine that the uh, if i imagine they're just making a first season right now right that's i think too likely cover book one it does suck because this is like a perfect Netflix show. It'd only be three seasons or something, but right, right, and because Netflix shows don't usually make it past that. Yeah, although, would they make longer episodes, or would they have twenty episode seasons? <laughs> I imagine there'll be longer episodes. Okay, I'm with that. They'll probably, they'll probably stick to their thirteen. Uh, that they that Netflix yeah. does just finding good breaks. So kind of double up on them. Yeah. Which would be weird because each episode is kind of its own. A little bit. Like it, it, it has a start and an ending to every single one of them. So trying to put two per per Netflix episode would be a little bit rough. Right, because um, in the middle they'll just like start something new. <laughs> all of a sudden, be in the sky. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, like someone know. will be I... sick at the end of one episode, and then they'll be better in the next episode. I often say that I'm cautiously optimistic about things. I will say that I was genuinely optimistic about the show until I heard the news that the director, the, the original creators left. I think that's how a lot of people feel. Um, Cause you don't know if you can trust them with it yet. Yeah. Uh, 
especially with like because it has to have been so far away that the creators felt a need to step away right it it if it was just small small little like now i mean maybe the creators just don't work well with other people because it happened with m night Shyamalan. it's happening now maybe they just don't work well with people outside of their bubble that could be possible too but <laughs> but if that's the case then just let them do their thing because they've clearly done good right the path, and when they're not a part of the project it does poorly it's much worse yeah it's true that's a good point if you're looking statistics show that let them have their have their say with their right. project more money with them involved right I don't know. Well, I mean, we'll keep you updated uh, with any other news that we, we find out. Uh, we, we do this podcast weekly, so some of the news might not be as fresh as others. But Yeah, so, so what, what do you got next? So this is something I think that you're more uh, in touch with because I don't have HBO. But apparently the DC Universe uh, is moving its original to HBO Max. And this is this is something, that, and I'll, I'll let you touch on this more because I don't really have all the information. But this is something that has been, we've been expecting for a while. We've been told that like the DC Universe was trying to, uh, it was trying to have a, like they were trying to, to uh, blend with HBO. Right. And then it just kind of fell apart. And then they're just, they were just going to fold in. So yeah. Yeah. It, was, it always felt like it was a, it was a beta test for it. Right. Right now, are they just now? This is the final straw. They're they're going ahead with it. What, the, this is this on? is pretty much the end. The, this is the end for DC Universe. Um, okay. Which, if you have a subscription there, I guess it sucks. Um, I don't know if they're going to uh, give give you anything for your subscription or what. Um, I don't know if the service will continue in some remnant of its current form but basically all of the tv and movie content of dc universe will be moving to hbo max uh, most notably its originals such as swamp thing and i guess star girl but that's kind of a cw show also uh and <laughs> titans doom patrol which is already there uh where the Harlequin animated show has already made the move to HBO Max. Have you seen that? I watched like an episode. It seems okay. I don't know. Um, it it it's, seems it's, uh, like an adult animated show, but Harlequin humor. And so it's like, seems fun. I don't know. I don't know if it's for me. I don't know. I haven't decided gotcha. yet. Probably have to watch a few more episodes. Gotcha. Um, and then they... But yeah, so like the thing that was cool about DC Universe is that if you were just a huge DC fan, just like ride or die DC, you could get your movie, you could get your TV shows, you could get comics, you could get these weird animated shorts of things. Um, I wa So in Watchmen, there's a comic book within Watchmen called Tales of the Black Freighter. Okay. They made an animated movie show of the Tales of the Black Freighter, and I watched it. It's something I would have never watched otherwise, uh, even though I really love Watchmen. And I don't know if I liked the story, but I sat there and watched it. Uh, <laughs> it was what like it was just like very symbolic, and it was very over my head. Um, okay. And I wasn't in the headspace to be like, "Oh, so that means that." Whoa. Uh, <laughs> 
It, it was very symbolic. It, it was like a Edgar Allan Poe kind of stuff. Okay. Uh, but, uh, but I sat there and watched it, and and I thought it was really cool that they offered the comic book opportunity. Uh, through this in in one hub. Now was that Select Comics or was that entire I, comic stock? It seemed like a lot. I don't know if it was all of them. It seemed like a lot. Uh, that that's all I know. I, I can't say one way or another. Uh, however, there is a DC Comics app that I guess is like their actual comic subscription service. And I guess that's what's just gonna happen is. Because it'd be weird if they have DC Comics and DC Universe, which is just comics by the end of this. Right. Because there's no reason to have DC Universe if HBO Max has... If it's a full enclosed bubble within HBO Max. Now, sure, it'll be slightly cheaper, but <laughs> uh, you have to Why decide. What was that? Are there comics going to be switching over to hbo max or is that just no i don't think the comics are are switching over that's why the comics stay with dc universe or they just go to dc universe still gonna be a thing though yeah probably not because that's what it feels like is that we're just like all the all the the visual stuff like the the movies and tv shows and originals are all going over but the comics are just gonna be dropped by the wayside yeah exactly which does kind of suck because even though i didn't spend any I, I only had a month subscription to it so i didn't spend too much time on it uh and i was catching up on other shows when i had that month subscription um i probably would have tried to read some comics uh but now i'm definitely not going to because it's not available to me uh they're has just getting rid of what has it been shut down already the service is no longer no I, it's not completely gone yet um uh, but they are moving the originals to HBO Max, which has pretty much made, except for except for the idea that it's in the comics and the movie TV shows are in one place. You can find everything that's there elsewhere. You can find the movies and TV shows on HBO Max. You can find the comics on DC Comics. So it's basically obsolete now. How many subscription services do you need for that, though? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I also wonder, because this launched in 2018, right? I I, have the date for I think it launched in 2018 because Titans was in its second season. So uh, maybe it was at the beginning of 2019, which made me think that like they only stopped yearly subscriptions like very recently. Are there a lot of people who purchased like in january a yearly subscription and, and they're just gonna it. lose five months maybe that maybe they'll do the nice thing and be like here's five months for free on hbo max since you were gonna get five months of dc universe yeah um that that would seem reasonable especially since hbo max is actually a better deal maybe, maybe you equivalent it you say it's like two and a half months or whatever since it's basically double the cost right um so maybe you do that, which is still amicable at least. But otherwise, yeah, some people I guess are just screwed. Uh, 
but this is not really a big surprise because all these so the streaming industry has become so large it's like the, the next big thing and so everyone's trying to get in on it but not everyone can make it so we're starting to see all these other services fold into each other yeah and especially the niche the only, ones will have to exactly because oh. that's the only way for them to survive yeah is to, to get with someone larger and we've seen this for tv shows we've seen this for movies we've seen this for anime and like even cable shows so I don't, I don't think there's any room for another one to pop up in the market like what 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 new thing can they offer what new deal can they bring to the table yeah that's what i think is gonna end up happening is we're gonna have essentially a tentpole three there's gonna be hbo which is basically warner brothers um so hbo disney netflix maybe Amazon. uh whatever Amazon, i mean amazon will stick around just because it's amazon I, I won't say it'll be a tentpole one, but it'll stick around because they can afford to make losses on those. Um, Somewhat. I mean, they're making a crap ton of money elsewhere. So, Th See, that's the problem is Netflix is the only one of these companies that ex is exclusively a streaming service. True. Like HBO Max being – it has its HBO channel. It has, by partnering with Warner Brothers and its other respective media sources, it is making movies. There are other revenue streams. Disney has theme parks. They have merchandise. They, they have so many other things. Merchandising. Yeah, merchandising. And so they have so many other revenue streams, whereas Netflix only has Netflix. This is all they have. Amazon so they have has a whole shipping industry. <laughs> True. Uh, but but Amazon, this is all they have. Now, the fact that Amazon was, it wasn't technically first, but it was the biggest first. Uh, because of that, it'll probably survive if it figure if it's able to adapt fast enough and keep up with them. It's got some shows. It's uh, got some big shows coming up that once it can finally start um, releasing those, those might bring in some, some right. Uh, and so it is making good moves to stick around. So I do think Netflix will definitely it's stick around. Um, Peacock, you'd have to decide whether it actually even needs to stick around, considering there's a free tier of it. Yeah. So I guess that'll stick around if they can if they can survive at a free tier. <laughs> um. Yeah, at that point you're just losing money. That, that's got so many commercials. And it, right, right, it has a lot of commercials, and then which I mean that's that that's the other thing is like, eventually okay we have these ones that aren't doing ads, but like, Hulu, correct me if I'm wrong. Hulu launched with an ad tier and an ad free tier. That sounds familiar. Um. And and so that's probably the reality of what's going to happen with all these streaming services is they're all eventually going to have some sort of ad tier. Well, anyone that doesn't have um, any any of these, that their only way to make money is streaming. Right. They have to have an ad tier because it's the only way for them to get revenue. Yeah, Be, because that'll allow them to have competitive pricing against their other ones. Right. Um, and what's interesting is Hulu was supposed to be 
uh, way early on, kind of, this cable package. Because it was supposed to be Disney, Fox, and Comcast, I think is what it was. Uh, yeah. I, I could be wrong about that. But there's like three tentpole companies um, that Hulu was supposed to be. So it was already kind of that bundle idea. And then Disney, you hear them talking about the bundle of Hulu, Disney Plus, and ESPN, ESPN Plus. Yeah. Now they own them all, so it's not really a bundle. But, uh, <laughs> but, but it's still it's all at one site, so it's, it's yeah, just convenient. right. And then, uh, but eventually we'll probably see some of these smaller ones. Now in this case, it's not a great example, but DC Universe just being part of HBO Max now. Right. Uh, that, that's probably what's going to happen. Uh, and they'll sell them as cable packages and we'll have gone full circle and then they'll start <laughs> airing them on network TV because, because eventually the libraries will get so big and one might argue they already are so big that people are going to go, Oh, all I do is I hop on Netflix and I scroll for hours and I can never decide what to watch. I need someone else to tell me what to watch. So why don't you just tell me at 2 PM uh, extraction is playing and at 4 PM, the old guard is playing and it'll just be like network television where they give you a TV guide. Incredible. <laughs> because I, people won't want to pick their own movies. As it is now, people already do that. They yeah. just put on something and don't really watch it or just let it scroll. Or you rewatch something for the 20th time. Office. Yeah. Uh, which, uh, I don't know, is bound to happen. Yeah. Um, speaking of streaming services moving around some crunchy roll business is going on you know a lot more about this than i do what the heck is this so for for those that don't know because this is more of a niche crowd not really it's not that but it's definitely less well known so crunchy roll is a site uh where you can watch anime that it, so it's a collection so there's like several different studios uh that produce anime kind of um use Crunchyroll as an outlet to get them out here to the West. Uh, and another one similar to that was, was Funimation. And for okay. a while, uh, Funimation and Crunchyroll were a part of, like, a, they'd band together along with several other um, sites to form uh, a site called Verve. And so it was just, like, it was, it was multiple connections for, like, Crunchyroll, multiple for Funimation, and then they all came together for this. So it's just one big conglomerate. Here you can watch pretty much anything you want. Uh, and then recently, Funimation, uh, I think, was taken out of the picture. Um, and then I think and Crunchyroll just got bought out by AT&T. Am I correct in that? Well, it got sold. Sold. Because um, I believe HBO Max had it. Um, HBO had it, I believe. Uh if you're looking at the site, maybe you can correct me. I'm, I'm not. But, I, I don't um, know who owned it. Yeah, so wh whoever owned it previously sold Crunchyroll, uh, I think you're right, to AT&T. Or maybe it was from AT&T. Maybe that's what it was. I don't remember well, which, I don't remember which I, direction it was. <laughs> I also don't know the direction, but I, it is an interesting time for this to happen uh, because one of the largest uh, anime piracy sites just got shut down this past week. And as that happened, Crunchyroll and, and Funimation and these other sites are seeing 
such large increase in numbers because now this is like the best place to to watch anime and so this sale comes at an interesting time because i feel like whoever had it could have held on to it and made a bit more money um again i don't have the previous owner and, and the new owner at hand so i can't tell you that but um so you said i know a bit more about this i don't really know too much about the sale but i know about a little bit little bit about what's behind it uh kind of what's going on in japan um they're trying to crack down on piracy of their content and so they're shutting down these pirating websites online and with that we're here in the west we're losing it's it's kind of we're the ones losing out on this because a lot of these sites like Crunchyroll and Funimation don't have a studio's entire library of, of um, IP or of, of shows or of movies. And it's kind of unfortunate because now with what they're doing, it's, it's much harder to find, like find any of these shows anywhere. You can't find them. Some of them, they're, being uh, traded around to companies so like HBO will own them for a little while then Netflix will own them but if they're in between and you don't know who has them yeah you just you're just out of luck you can't yeah I mean, I mean that's the way everything was right I mean Indiana right. Jones get pa- got passed around exactly. to Netflix exactly. to NBC to it gets passed around right. um, but now it that is... we're reaching this point and then on top of what you're talking about is happening in Japan uh, yeah. it's kind of forcing uh I guess official sites or more official sites like Crunchyroll, yeah, um, who have done things correctly to uh, find their home. Slacking. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, it, so I have the right. the thing, and I understand why I was confused because AT and T and Warner Media are the same company. True. Uh, and so they own Crunchyroll. They are looking to sell it to Sony. Uh, which I think that is very good for Sony because Sony doesn't have a streaming service right now. So if Sony can start getting something, maybe they'll figure something out. Uh, otherwise, um, and it will be for $1 billion. Uh, actually, $1.5 billion. That's the value they're currently looking at, which is... I mean, that's obviously a crazy amount of money, but uh, it may, like, maybe it's probably worth it. I mean, it looks like Sony's trying to to gather this up because they already own Funimation. Oh, so there you go. So maybe they will be the the anime. Well, Sony is a Japanese company, so yeah, they, this it, would like, be perfect fit. Maybe maybe they're trying to to hold that market because it is it is a big and, and growing market. Um, that could be that. That sounds so smart for Sony that they're already a Japanese company. Why not buy the Japanese content? You can't compete with Americans over American content. So, <laughs> so something else. Uh, several, and this is <laughs> coming out at the, pretty much the same time as this, and uh, this has also to do with uh, like the piracy sites and whatnot. Not uh, to help combat that, several studios have banded together to form a YouTube channel uh, called Analog. Ooh short for anime log uh, where they will be streaming anime for free uh, so you can go there and watch that and it's weird because again that I, doesn't I was talking sound to some great. friends about this I was talking with some friends about this is even if they upload all this stuff to it they're only going to upload the big projects they're not going to upload the, the smaller less well known well, shows it's just going to be the movies and it's just going to be like One Piece or 
Attack on Titan or um, My Hero Academia, things like that. It's the ones that are the most popular now. That's what's going to be uploaded. And it's it's not going to change anything for, for those of us who still wanted to watch less well-known stuff. You're 100% correct because that's exactly what happened when they stopped making VHSs and they yeah. started making DVDs. Not every movie got a DVD print. Exactly. That's and great. So you lost some of them. <laughs> <laughs> history repeats itself yeah um and this is just how it is with today's media is right uh they're putting it for free on youtube and you're right they they can only stream 24 hours a day so they're not gonna be able to stream everything unless i guess they have multiple youtube channels <laughs> yeah i don't um, really know how it's gonna work supposedly so the youtube channel is already up uh so far they only have two videos on there here in in the in america at least they only have two uh, youtube videos but uh, apparently, in, um, I guess on Japanese YouTube, they've already got several other videos up there, and they're already they're already like put, putting stuff up there. So I don't know if they're just uploading all the episodes as just videos, and they're not actually, and you can just watch them as you want, or if they are just streaming different shows at different times. I don't know how it works. Um, but this is their attempt to stop. Um, pirate websites from from showing stuff for free so they're gonna show it for free right which is like what yeah <laughs> that's know. weird I, I guess they're gonna have they're gonna put ads on it to get ad revenue um, who knows yeah that's ask. that's fair but it's still weird um, it is weird uh but but i think that's why i mean maybe crunchy roll is worth 1.5 billion dollars but uh otherwise i think that's kind of why they're able to charge that much because there will be a crackdown on free content right Right. So now, oh look, the, these are you. the. This is now a premium content. Exactly. Um, exactly. So the whole uh, service is worth a heck of a lot more. Right. Well, yeah, I think. I mean, moving on because we've talked a little bit about that, uh, and there's still other things to to say. Unless you have anything else you want to say about. No, no. I mean, uh, I hope Sony's able to figure all this anime stuff out because I've kind of. I don't want to say I've just gotten started, but I'm slowly watching more and more anime. Slowly becoming a, becoming a fan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're going to say knows? something else, but that's okay. Uh, I, I wasn't. I just misspoke. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 uh, yeah, whatever. Uh, I mean, moving on, we've got some, we can go back to Disney Plus real quick, because I think there's some updates in regards to the Obi-Wan TV show. Ooh. Is that correct? Am I am I correct in that assumption? Yeah, yeah, I think so. So, uh, Obi Wan Kenobi got some news that they are going to start production, which it's about time because this was announced a year ago. (laughs) (laughs) Not only was it announced a year ago, they told us the scripts are written and we're getting started. It took them a year because they had to grovel at Ewan McGregor's feet to get him to come back. Yeah, I guess, but he was there. He made the announcement. (laughs) <laughs> he was part of the announcement that the scripts are written. He didn't say it, but uh, he was standing off stage left while they said <laughs> the scripts are written. Um, no, and then we learned exciting. they weren't. and they Or they were, but they rewrote them half a dozen more times. So this is going to be on Disney+, Plus, correct? I'm assuming that's where most yeah, of Yeah, of course, of course. Okay. Do we have an idea of how long this show is going to be? It's only going to be <laughs> four episodes long. What? That's what they're talking about. Uh, which is that is... even a show? <laughs> That's a, I was like, this is like a limited series? Um, and then I got to thinking, 
okay, there's two things I envision. There, there's two possibilities for this. And one of them is not good. <laughs> uh, but there's two possibilities and I'll say the not good one first okay. uh, we use the Mandalorian's model and everyone was expecting okay it's a streaming service show they will be hour long episodes and they weren't They were not because they, they, they were pretty more pretty. like hour long network TV episodes which actually translate to about 35 to 40 minutes yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that disappointed a lot of people but then everybody was like, but it's a good show. So if they're 30 to 40 minute long episodes, then it, why not just make a movie? It's two hours. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> two, two and a half hours. Just make an Obi-Wan movie. This is what you were going to do originally 10 years ago. Not 10 years ago, but like Rogue One times. Um, good old days. Yeah, there was going to be, there's probably going to be an Obi-Wan movie. That's two and a half hours of content, and now we're just making a four-episode TV show. It feels weird. Unless the other alternative, which uh, – now I'm okay with – if they were to actually make it into a movie, I'd be into it. Um, that wasn't part of the bad idea, but the four-episode, half-an-hour length, eh, I don't know. how. I mean, obviously, if it's good, it's good, but that does kind of suck that we'll only be talking about it for a month. Yeah, that's that's such a short <laughs> run, and that's that's so little content. And again, if it's a good story, it's a good story. But I feel like you'll just be getting into it because uh, this would make more sense as a movie. You'll you're yeah. slowly getting used to this, and then it's just over. There's not <laughs> right a lot right. of time to. By the time you're used to watching it every week, it's over. Yeah, exactly. And thirty minutes a week for four weeks. Yeah. Is, I feel like that might 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 upset a few people. But there, there's a small chance, they haven't said which way or the other, but my speculation, other people's speculation, uh, could be kind of following a model maybe like uh, Sherlock on Netflix, which those are like an hour or hour and a half episodes. It's a three-episode season. And that works. And that show is beloved by a lot of people. And it works because each one almost feels like a movie on its own. Right. And so if we get an hour, hour 15 episode of Obi-Wan every week for four weeks, I'm in. <laughs> uh, I will be talking about it nonstop if that's the case. Uh, yeah. That'll be... Uh, I... This has been something that we've been looking at, or we've been waiting for for so long. We we hear it's now only before episodes, and which is kind of upsetting. If they if they're able to do something really good with it, I'll still be excited for it. I'll I'm hoping there'll be a second season. Although maybe it's only going to be four episodes because like what they want to tell isn't that much. Could be. They just want to like kind of. In a way similar to how uh, the MCU has their one shots, right? That this is just to fill in some gaps. But like now, people argued. I don't know if I, and I was kind of one of those people that maybe looked at one or two of the Mandalorian episodes as filler. I actually, looking back, uh, when I did a rewatch a couple months ago during this quarantine, 
uh, I actually found that those episodes that were quote unquote filler actually had more character development. Like, sure that they weren't relevant necessarily to like the the overarching story of like running from the empire or whatever. But they had more character development. There was a lot more internal strife. That's a lot of times what filler is. But, like, that's that's okay. (laughs) It's when you have an unrelated story and still don't have any character development that that really (laughs) sucks. Um, And in four episodes, you really hope that they're not spending too much time away from the story they're trying to tell. Because they've only got two hours to tell it. Right. Uh, which is another reason why, why not just make a movie? And... I mean, the way you go about making a TV show, a TV show not quite the same. Right. So does a two-hour TV show, is that going to be structured any differently? Is this going to be... I imagine it will be, because I imagine similar to... The Mandalorian that each of these episodes is going to have a beginning and an end. You would think that's why you would make it an episode instead of right. a, a movie. One, one long movie. <laughs> Every everything is just to be continued. Part one, part Pretty two, much. part three, part four. Okay. Um, I'd rather watch it without all the credits in between. <laughs> um, right. Yeah, I'm still excited for it, but uh, it's just another another thing with this show that it's like, <laughs> really? Come on. It's uh, had a it's had a muddy to past. Especially since it. like we were talking, I think it was last week that maybe they casted Luke and Leia for it. Luke, sure, but like you're telling me that Obi Wan's gonna go to Alderaan and come back at a certain point, and what? That's an episode, like. <laughs> We're already a third of the way, like, or yeah. a third of the way through. You know fractions. It's okay. I sometimes I know fractions. <laughs> Only sometimes. I passed the class, and that's what matters. Yeah, you took class in fractions. It, like in middle school. Wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, if that's the case, we're missing out on a good portion of, of this entire show's runtime. <laughs> yeah. Is that really what we want to focus on? Yeah, it's like I want to see that. I want to see Alderaan. I want to see Bail Organa. I want to see Leia. Yeah, but well, four episodes <laughs> and roughly thirty minutes each. Uh, do we want to spend that time on on that? Make the show longer. Make and it's make like it if we're if this is gonna be a multi season show, I'm a little bit more okay with it. But if it's just now, one season and this is it, why didn't you guys just make a movie? Right. <laughs> Now, if it's a multi-season show, do you expect it to be something we get like once a year? Is it like? Yeah, I I think ideally they'd be able to once once they get it started, once it finally releases, they'll do the Mandalorian model and just pump them out each year. Man, we're waiting on these shows. We're waiting on MCU shows. I know that's the problem with this quarantine. We're just I mean, we were supposed to get like Falcon and Winter Soldier like this week or something. Yeah. Uh, hopefully I don't think Disney plus has released their September schedule yet. So I don't know if it's on it. I imagine it's not. I think they pushed it back. Uh, dang it. But Cause that's the thing that's got to That has to mean that it's being pushed to next year or, oh, or it's taking WandaVision's slot at the end of the year. Now, do you think, because we're about to get Mandalorian and do we really think they're going to overlap the shows? I think it's uh, unlikely. 
Right. Or, or because they're just putting it out on their streaming service, so they could, and maybe if there's... But no then they're not watch. maximizing subscription time. <laughs> That's fair. Because if they're assuming that people will only subscribe... Now, don't get me wrong, Disney Plus has a lot of subscribers, but uh, <laughs> if... If they want to maximize the subscription time by, okay, someone is subscribed for Falcon and Winter Soldier, and then you back that up to Mandalorian so that there's no subscription break, (laughs) and then there's WandaVision, that's like 12 weeks of subscriptions versus if you overlap them, maybe it's 10 or 8. Do you think they want to get to the point where they can have something pretty much every week? I think that's where everyone wants to be, right? That's a network TV channel right and maybe they have like four weeks off but in the entire year but otherwise they have a fall schedule they have a spring schedule they have a summer schedule and there's a new episode of something every week and for network tv there's a new episode of a lot of things every week yeah (laughs) so ideally that's where you want you really want it a new episode of something every day I think that's probably a bit much for them to to do right now. If we're replacing network TV, that's where you want to be. Sure. <laughs> but network. Netflix, uh, or, I'm not saying TV. they all have to be Marvel and Star Wars shows. Uh, that's good. But you you definitely want a Marvel show, a National Geographic show, a Star Wars show. Uh, I don't think Nat Geo is getting as much. A love. bunch of Disney children shows. Right. Uh, that would go on like Disney XD or something. Um, Speaking of uh, Star Wars shows, have you seen the Star Wars Holiday Special, the original? The original, no. But we... Oh my goodness, did you hear this? This Holiday Special news? Oh, so good. It's not. I've heard... (laughs) <laughs> I've heard a little bit like like an inkling, but I don't right. really know what's going on. So you're gonna have to. I, I will read the synopsis. I I am so ready. Okay, uh, if you did not hear, Star Wars is so Star Wars made a hol- a TV, I believe it was a TV released holiday special. Yes, it was. Uh, right after Return of the Jedi. There, there's right. a question mark there. Um. But George Lucas was basically forced to make it. He didn't really care about it. There's even in the gallery show of how the Mandalorian was made, uh, John Favreau's like, hey, what did you think of Mandalorian's gun? And he goes, it's good. It's good. And he goes, well, yeah, it's uh, it's from the holiday special. And he goes, oh, I didn't really uh, do anything with that. <laughs> um, rid of copies of the holiday special <laughs> right <laughs> and so so it's so funny to me that they're doing another one now um it'll be on life day which everyone knows life day which is a wookie holiday on kashik is november 17th i mean they referenced it in uh in mandalorian right <laughs> so it no isn't this gonna be uh animated so it'll be not only animated, it'll be Lego. Oh, joy. Uh, which I think is good news that the Lego people are handling it because the Lego, I mean, the Lego movie's great. Lego Batman's fun. Uh, I don't think I saw Lego movie too, but uh, it, I heard I it wasn't uh, as good as the first, but still decent. I think this is definitely better than having it be live action. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. 
However, all of the characters will be voiced by the actors. Oh, so um, they're bringing them back from the, from the trilogy? It will reunite Rey, Fo. Oh, I, Fo. I, I bet a lot of people got happy about that. Uh, will reunite Rey, Finn, Poe, Chewie, Rose, <laughs> and all your favorite droids uh, from R2-D2 to BB-8. Yeah, so who, nobody likes C-3PO. Somehow he's in between R and B. I guess that's correct. Uh, C-3PO is between R and B. There you go. <laughs> uh, for a jo- What about Dio, right? Are we just going to leave Dio out? Of course. Uh, for a joyous feast on Life Day, the holiday first introduced in 1978... Star Wars Holiday Special. The new Lego Special is the first to debut on the streaming platform and will continue the rich, long-time collaboration between Lucasfilm and the Lego Group because the Star Wars Lego games are delightful. They are. Uh, Set after the events of The Rise of Skywalker, Rey leaves her friends to prepare for Life Day as she embarks on a new adventure with BB-8 to gain a deeper knowledge of the Force. So this is canon. Yeah, I guess <laughs> I guess that's correct, which oh, although the fact that it's Lego, Lego makes it slightly better that it's not canon, but yeah, I guess it's canon and the fact that it's canon sounds terrible. Uh but you can form your own opinions. Uh don't let me already have n- mean negative Nelly already hating on it. Uh I'm going to I'm going to take your pre- preconceived notions and I'm going to... Yeah, you don't even need to hear what it's about. <laughs> uh, all right, so uh, gain a deeper knowledge of the Force at a mysterious Jedi temple. Rey finds herself hurled across a cross-timeline adventure through <gasps> beloved moments in Star Wars cinematic history, coming into contact with Luke Skywalker, Darth Vader, Yoda, Obi-Wan Kenobi, and other iconic heroes and villains from all nine Skywalker saga films. But will she make it back in time for Life Day? Probably. Learn the true meaning of holiday spirit. You'll have to watch to find out. Uh, yeah, so... <laughs> I'm definitely against this. Uh, I mean, Rebels introduces the existence of time travel uh, in Star Wars, but they only use it I'm trying to remember if it's once or twice. I feel like Star Wars should be a universe without time travel. I agree. Most fantasy universes should. <laughs> uh, it definitely needlessly complicates things. Because otherwise, like, can she just go stop Anakin from killing Padme? Consequences don't matter. Can she go stop Qui-Gon from dying? Can it, like, <laughs> uh, I, I mean, that's essentially what... Ezra does in Rebels is like when I mean maybe Ahsoka was gonna make it out because I mean evidently Darth Vader makes it out but like Darth Vader and Ahsoka are trapped in this Sith temple I think um, and Ezra takes Ahsoka out of time but like she's very much like no I was supposed to die and hold him there and presumably if she was still alive maybe they both would have stayed there but because she got plucked out Darth Vader just bailed um he's like well i guess i have no one to fight so i'm out of here uh and so maybe there's that but uh but yeah so ultimately he does ezra does save ahsoka where you could argue that that wasn't supposed to happen even though the rebels tv show got made after the original trilogy 
but based on the way it happens chronologically, uh, Ahsoka, I guess, was sort of supposed to die. Uh, unless she was going to get out anyways, but that's just how she got out with Ezra's help. And so, like, I don't know. I, I, yeah, it's... Uh, time, there shouldn't be time travel in Star Wars. That, like, as cool as that uh, story was in Rebels, that's one specific moment that I wish they would have found a better way of telling. Right. Uh, there are other ways to tell stories without the use of time travel. Yeah. And, like you said, I guess, I guess because the way they say it's set after the events of The Rise of Skywalker, I guess it is canon, but... Oh, God. <laughs> we already have animated TV shows that are canon. Why not make Lego animated TV show? TV special. <laughs> All right, I'm going to send you this image, because um, I think there's two Lego Obi-Wans in it. <laughs> Uh, it has Darth Maul, not Darth Maul. Um, it has uh, a Sith trooper, some stormtroopers. It looks like Greedo, Anakin. It does have two. Han Solo. Like it looks like two Obi Wan's. I would agree with that. Uh, okay, but that's Mace Windu. Common. You've got at least from the games, you can have multiple characters. Right, but <laughs> you. But if it's canon. <laughs> yeah, if if it's right. canon, then there. The games aren't canon. No. <laughs> uh, Fallen Order, I guess, is canon to a certain extent. And Battlefront 2. And Battlefront 2's storyline is canon, yeah. True. <laughs> the multiplayer is canon. <laughs> yeah. Wow, the Battle of Naboo just keeps on happening and keeps ticking along uh, in every era. Um, <laughs> Darth Maul, you're, <laughs> you're fighting the First Order? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what, was the, what was the, from the campaign, what was her name? Uh, uh, Iden Versio. Yeah, Iden. Uh, so she, she, because she becomes a good person to the, the game. <laughs> yeah, but then in and multiplayer, multiplayer. <laughs> she's still a villain, <laughs> yep. right? She should have been on both sides. I don't know why they didn't do that. That'd be cool. Uh, because she kind of had different weapons when she switched sides. So I don't it's know what. It's I don't, <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know if that was their idea and they just never got to it or something. But I don't know. Uh, yeah. So this really weird choice of a story like i i'm not against them doing a holiday special in general but i mean it is if it i think it, it shouldn't have been canon it just shouldn't have been canon it's it's a fine yeah. idea it just shouldn't have been canon it shouldn't be canon uh i think it's cool that they're recontinuing this because again the 1978 one was a disastrous uh <laughs> it's so bad but but there's like a the, porn scene with Chewbacca's father or something. It's weird. They're singing. <laughs> There's a lot uh, of singing. But if they're going to do this, I mean, at least it's not like a, you make it once, it's bad, you forget about it forever. They're at least paying homage to it. Sure. And sure. if they do this as a yearly thing, if it's not canon and they do this as a yearly little short special, I mean, it, it'd be cute. It could be fun. It you. Yeah. yeah, exactly. They don't have to... But, oh, it sounds so dumb. <laughs> I agree with that. I mean, I, I mean, look, it's like you said, the holiday special is, there's so much negative feedback on it. Uh, it's almost impossible to find a copy of it that it is cool that they're kind of re-invoking that product. 
And then it's also cool that Rise of Skywalker, which is not super critically acclaimed, um, like it's it is cool that they're still continuing. You know, like it's like we said, you move past that. Uh, you you, know move, you <laughs> move past your weak beats, but I don't know if you move past them with other weak beats. Uh, Rise of Skywalker is the conclusion of the saga. Hey, check out this Star Wars holiday special. <laughs> it's continuing after the end of the story. That's This is the epilogue. <laughs> Star Wars, the holiday special, is the epilogue to the Skywalker saga. Oh, no. This is what it ends on. If it ends, I don't know. They'd already ended. Back to it. Here, Here's a TV show. Here's a, a, a four-part short about Obi-Wan. Also, like, Luke Luke Skywalker is potentially going to be in the Obi-Wan series. How is that not part of the Skywalker saga? I I still stand by that Solo is part of the Skywalker saga and Rogue One. Anything that takes place in this time period, it's the Skywalker era, for crying out loud. It doesn't need to be... You don't need need to follow that. Yeah. Just because you're not following the character doesn't mean it's part of the Skywalker saga. It's like or not part of Guardians saga. of the Galaxy is still part of the MCU Phase Two. It has nothing to do with any other movie in there. Nothing. And it doesn't need to. It's fine on its own. It, it sets up other things. <laughs> but it's still part of the MCU Phase Two. It's not part of Phase Three. It's part of Phase Two. It has nothing to do with anything around it. <laughs> uh. And so I look at Star Wars in a similar vein, that it's all the era of, uh, like, 15 years before Order 66 to 30 years after the Battle of Yavin. So. I don't know. I'm not super excited for this. I'll probably watch it. (laughs) Uh, Hopefully it's not too long. Yeah, I don't think it'll be too long, so I'm definitely going to watch it. And maybe maybe we'll rant about it on the uh, podcast. Yeah, that'll be a great review over Thanksgiving. Oh, jeez. Th- this is what everyone needs to be talking about over Thanksgiving. <laughs> the least divisive thing possible. <laughs> Star Wars. Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> a, a fandom known for being very meek and very polite and very Yes. Welcoming. Will ruin every Thanksgiving dinner. Oh, All right, we should probably... Yeah, it's not it's not going to theaters though. Uh despite That's them being opened thing. up. What a segue. Man, I've never yeah. heard a better segue than that. So it looks like uh <laughs> more and more theaters here in the US are opening back up. Uh it's kinda tentative because we still have a pandemic going around, uh while the rest of the world seems to be picking themselves off their feet. America is still rolling around in the mud. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, they it's, are. I mean, it's it's like a mud bath. <laughs> the, theaters are are trying their best to open back up in a safe way, and they've got to start making money somehow because, boy, are they hurting. Um, I know there's a couple that are opening up near you. Uh, so much so that I went to the movie theater on Sunday. Did you now? Uh, yeah, the uh, my the theater I go to opened up on Friday. And I I was kind of toying with, I was like, do I want to go? Do I not want to go? And I eventually just caved and I was like, do you know what? I'm doing other things that are just as risky. Um, And like I go rock climbing. Rock climbing is probably worse than going to a movie theater. (laughs) Uh, Indoor rock climbing, I should say, is probably worse. 
what were the the numbers like uh so it's really interesting so this theater they have the big seats so i really only expected i expected it to be every other seat you you mark you mark your seat it knocks out one on each side it knocked out two um so it looks like they are doing a full six feet because uh, I, I do think two chairs is probably uh, a lot closer to six feet than one chair is. I'll, I'll put it that fair. way. Um, you can sit next to people if, like, you book tickets together. So, like, you're part of the same party, I guess. Okay. Uh, which I think that's fine because most people doing that live in the same house, right? Presumably. Yeah. And, uh, but, but yeah, I mean, uh, I, I will say I got there like just as the movie was starting even though i was trying to look around and see what everything they were doing uh to talk about it it did seem uh to talk about concessions which i think is important to the movie theater uh when i got there to buy my ticket i was like fourth or fifth in line and three of the groups that were in front of me bought concessions um, so I guess maybe that's good, or maybe those are just people that always buy concessions. Um, Who knows? but I will say the movie price that I assume we all were paying was half off. It was the Tuesday discount price. Um, I saw Jurassic Park and I, I always liked Jurassic Park, but man, I gotta tell you, seeing it in the theater, it bumps it up a few. Like in my imaginary list of ranking all movies I've ever seen, wherever Jurassic Park was, it's higher. Okay. It's higher than it was. The movie theater experience, oh man. I was like, See, this is awesome. This is, what, this is what we talked about. This is what movie theaters would have done. We were saying show some older movies that people our age never got to see in theaters. And here's the perfect, here's the, here's the answer. You're here saying it was awesome. It bumped it up a few in your list. That's the best that, we, anyone could have hoped for and it and it's not like i i've only seen i haven't seen jurassic park in 10 years no that's not true i probably saw jurassic park a, a year ago uh i quote certain lines from jurassic park all the time there's clever girl and uh life finds a way like who doesn't say that uh so it, it's not like i remembered every moment of jurassic park but just seeing it again uh when uh, when the Dilophosaur, like, pukes its uh, spit. It's, yeah. like, poisonous, paralyzing spit. Oh, that's such a good sequence. Um, <laughs> and then... And, and then it even... So, like, there are specific moments that are intended to be scary, and they are scary. But... I don't know. I've gotten used to a lot of them. So there's, like, the one where... Uh, I want to say her name is Dr. Sadler, Laura Dern's character, um, where she's going to turn on the power and it's like dark and she eventually gets the power on and then uh, the the raptor shows up in the hallway yeah. and she's fighting it. And it, it's like, that's definitely supposed to be scary for sure. Um, and then you have Samuel L. Jackson's arm comes on her but it's you'd never find his body uh so like that's intended to be scary but there was a moment that i've never thought was scary that was scary watching it, the it was terrifying in the theater um 
It's this scene where uh, kind of after that, after they sort of get back together, Dr. Grant, uh, I, I still think it's Dr. Sadler, but uh, maybe I'm misremembering. Uh, and then the two kids, Lex and Tim, they're all together in the control center, or the visitor center or whatever. They're all together, doors are locked, and the raptors are, like, breaking in through their windows uh, while uh, John Hammond and Ian Malcolm are in the bunker somewhere because Malcolm was injured. Uh, and so they're trying to get out of the visitor center, but they can't go through any of the doors because the raptors are out there, so they have to go through the ceiling. And they climb up a ladder, and Dr. Grant knocks the ladder over, and they're crawling across the ceiling to get to the other side. And Lex, the girl, uh, a raptor, like, jumps up and lifts the ceiling tile that she's on. Um, and then Dr. Grant kicks him in, and the raptor falls back down. But the ceiling tile falls with it, and Lex is then, like, dangling. And they quickly pull her back up. And it's such a quick motion, but as they're pulling her back up, the raptor jumps back up and just barely misses her leg. <laughs> I have never thought that moment was scary. I was terrified <laughs> seeing it in the theater. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, and so it was great. It was great. Moments that I never thought were scary became scary. Uh, and it's like, it's such a small moment. <laughs> uh, and then like, also just like the anxiety level of the movie itself, like, the 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 first big scene with the T-Rex with the two cars and uh Lex and Tim are like shining the light on it and trying to turn it off that's so much more intense uh, cuz it's just like all it's everything you're absorbing in front of you yeah <laughs> is this tension uh so it's definitely that now I should give some uh context to that excitement uh I am in a living arrangement of not an endangered gr group of <laughs> of this virus um we're all in like our we're all like 23 24 uh so i didn't feel like there was a lot of harm if people think uh that people they are constantly coming in contact with are in danger and they don't feel safe that's totally fine everyone should do what they feel comfortable with uh, they they shouldn't feel pressured just because the theater just because the theater's open does not mean you have to go. Um, and I would argue that if you if there is a potential for endangering people, you probably should not go. Right. Uh, because because I'll say this. Uh, they said that you're supposed to wear your mask throughout the entire viewing, except for when you eat or drink. Um. I got to admit, I was just sitting in front of most of these people, so it's hard to tell if they were taking off their masks because of the difference in elevation. But uh, it seemed like a lot of people took their masks off. <laughs> Not great. Uh, which isn't great. I kept mine on the whole time because it didn't bother me. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, I'm sure some places might be better than others. Maybe, maybe they have... I heard some theaters were saying to, after the end of the movie, don't leave. And there will be like a, an exiting protocol. They'll like walk you out. 
so that people aren't walking by each other since like the movie's over everyone leaves um my my theater's at 50% capacity but again uh it would only be 50% i think if every party was two or three people but if a bunch of individual people go i think it ends up becoming less than 50% because it blocks out two se seats on each side um, and then I think AMC is opening up at 30% capacity this week. Uh, so my theater opened last week. AMCs are opening this week. I think Regals are opening this week. Uh, they're not opening in every state though. They are opening where it is legal to open, which makes sense. <laughs> Um, if the state doesn't have it legal for gatherings uh, such as movie theaters, which presumably is like anywhere from 20 to 80 people at 50% capacity. Right. Uh, if they're still not legal to do that, then the theaters can't open there. Uh, most notably, New York and Los Angeles uh, haven't lifted those restrictions. Uh, but otherwise, in most places of the country, not all, but in most places of the country, theaters are opening, will be open by the end of this week. Um, so if you are, if, if your home is safe, the people around you are being safe, wear your mask, go watch a movie, get out of your house a little bit. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm still going to be, be hanging inside for a little bit, so not, not quite for me. But uh, are there any any new movies? Like, so these theaters are opening up. Are they starting to show new movies, or are they still just as like with what you did watching some older classics? So it's not not all positive news. <laughs> uh, I was looking at this this morning, and I thought I was wrong. <laughs> Let me put it that way. I I went online and I thought it couldn't be true. So okay. these movies that I was talking about last week: Jurassic Park, Back to the Future, Grown Ups. They were apparently only in theaters, in my theater, uh, for the weekend. Because uh, come Monday, there were only... Oh, no, no, they were still in theaters Monday. But Tuesday, today, when we're recording this, there is nothing in theaters. Really? Uh, tomorrow, Wednesday, which is when this episode will be posted... There's nothing in theaters. Thursday, there is nothing in theaters. So you got lucky. <laughs> so I was like, wait, you opened... I mean, maybe that's the way to do it. You do like a soft opening. You do three days of showings. And yeah, then you take a break. Reevaluate. Have everyone... Have your team meetings. Yeah. Uh, maybe that's the right way to do it. I don't know. Um, movies are coming back to my theater on Friday when every other theater is opening. Uh, you can still do the private watch party. There's this movie called Words on Bathroom Walls, Unhinged, which is the new Russell Crowe movie, uh, Cutthroat City, Inception. Oh, it looks like by this weekend they're bringing back the classics once again. So I guess it's just for the weekends. Uh, Jurassic Park, Raiders of, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Back to the Future, Jumanji, and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I was like, wait, there were no movies to today, tomorrow, and Thursday? What's going on? <laughs> uh yeah I, I don't know um and then i even went to go look and uh new mutants next week oh joy <laughs> the it's end coming. of next week uh it's on the schedule it's on the theater 
it's officially coming out. I think I can buy tickets today. I gotta look at that. Uh, Who knows? But yeah, I mean, I I found it a good experience, but uh, I've heard other stories that where people aren't taking precautions. Yeah. Uh, so always keep in mind that to those that are listening that you can't always control other people's actions, only your own. So decide for yourself whether you want to go through with this. Um, Think it through. It's yeah. uh, it's still a it's a tough decision to make. And again, you're your own person, but think about some other people. Again, if you're in a area of high risk and you could potentially if um, get other people sick who are at a more risk level. You're kind of cutting in and out, but uh, but yeah, it's annoying. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think we got the gist of what you're saying. Definitely. Right. Uh, yeah, just, just think it through. It's the important decision. Yeah, it is. Uh, and one movie that's coming out uh, same time as New Mutants, uh, but not in the United States. It will be ever. the week after. It will be like September 3rd or something uh, in the United States. I'm trying to see if I can find the specific... The release date? Uh, not the release date, because I do believe it's September 3rd. Here we go. It was the 4th. Uh, Warner Brothers is making some demands. So we talked, we've talked about previously about Universal and AMC making moves to make deals to hopefully benefit both parties. Doesn't seem like it, yep. but <laughs> I guess that's the core idea. Uh, so uh, Tenet is uh, going to be uh, coming to theaters in the United States at the beginning of September and Warner Brothers is making some new demands for it um, and I do mean demands uh, okay. what, what so we... the biggest one is right off the, the top of the cake is they want to take 63% of the ticket sales during the movie's theatrical run apparently it's not uncommon to be around 60% but it's still only big movies ever touch that okay um and they're, they're going over 60% to 63. Um, so, so it's definitely the high end of that, just straight up demand. The next thing is, uh, do they have the exact weekly things here? Well, so basically there are rules in place uh, depending on how many screens the theater has, which, oh, man, uh, talk about hurting small theaters. But so they're saying to basically to theaters, uh, I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, but as an example, a theater with one screen yeah. uh, might have to show, if they want to show Tenet at all, they might have to show it for four weeks. So there's different amounts of length depending on how many. Uh, but that's their only screen. So if they have to show it for four weeks, they're monopolized by Tenet. Right. <laughs> uh if they have three or four screens, it's like six to eight weeks. If they have over 10 screens, it's like 12 weeks, which is three months, which isn't uncommon for as big of a movie as this will be. But I got to thinking, and I was like, man, 12 weeks mandatory? What if, I mean, there's usually, every movie has drop-off. Right. And even if a movie has legs, meaning it keeps making money, 
it still usually has dropped off by like week eight. So that's so then to demand four more weeks of it. That's a lot. That's that because the worst thing is that like this is gonna cut into other movies. Like I it, know that it's good business strategy for sure. Because <laughs> most theaters most theaters have to say yes to this. Right. And most theaters kind of want to because they want to show Tenet. They want to make their 37% off of the ticket sales. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure they would have liked to make more. But uh, the, the, the the studio is taking advantage saying, hey, people are going to go see this movie. Give us a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, the thing is that it's not like because they're correct there's not a lot of movies out right now there's almost none there's unhinged and in a week there will be new mutants and in two weeks there will be tenet uh competing against vod bill and ted's yeah but 12 weeks from now presumably there's gonna be like eight or nine other movies and if this is the only thing that can be shown (laughs) yeah like (laughs) like uh now i now i don't think it means like i don't think it means that if you have this many screens you have to be showing it on all of them for 12 weeks it just means you have to show it for 12 weeks because you can play other stuff you can play other stuff that's why it's that long um so like maybe by the 10th 11th and 12th week it's uh it's only on one screen which I think that's reasonable, but just always have it playing. Right, right. Uh, I mean, in twelve weeks from now, Black Widow's gonna be out. James Bond might be out. <laughs> so it's not like, yeah, maybe has no competition right now, and New Mutants isn't much of competition, but it will eventually have competition. Uh, so like that's a, that's a pretty steep demand. Um, but like you said, if if these studios or if these theaters want to show it, they have to agree to this, and this mm-hmm. is probably going to be one of the biggest money makers of any of. Them. Right. So I don't. And, know if they and have the thing is, a lot of, a lot of theaters are going out of, out of business, so they need any money they right. can get. So they can't right. they can't afford to turn this movie down. Yep. Uh, yeah, it's just. <sighs> It, it's definitely I, I don't know if it's at the point to where it's like oh man the theater, the theaters are definitely taking advantage of the situation but is it at the point to where they're being unreasonable I mean I guess that's different for every theater and I guess that depends on who you talk to right um, it, it does seem like a lot though because uh, yeah. these do seem to be like some of the biggest demands of any movie to ever happen <laughs> Uh, for its theatrical run, but well, we, I mean, if you're Christopher Nolan, yeah, we knew the movie was going to be big. Uh, <laughs> I guess now it will have to be. Uh, we will definitely review that movie when it comes out because it'll be out in theaters for twelve weeks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, plenty of time to see it. True. Uh. I think that will wrap the show. Uh, the next week's show is going to be really interesting, especially if you're a DC fan. We've kind of had some negative news uh, roaming around DC for the last couple weeks. 
which is really interesting that we've had a lot of negative news leading up to one of the biggest events dc's first virtual comic con which maybe that's the idea you do all the negative news first so that and then it's just every positive yeah so this seems like a good strategy maybe it'll work um uh, so I have a feeling a lot of movie slash TV trailers. Uh, there's a lot of rumors about a Mandalorian trailer coming out around that time. Um, but yeah, DC's Virtual Comic Con is this weekend, and we will be covering it next week uh, about what, at least what we heard, because I doubt we're going to be able to watch everything. It's like 15 it's, hours straight. It's hours long. <laughs> Uh, so but we'll do our best. We'll yeah, we'll points. we'll find some interesting ones to watch and uh, talk about them. And next week's movie in preparation for Tenet will be Inception. Um, <laughs> I, see, I, I'm excited for this because Inception's getting its re-release in theaters. This, this is a theater level movie, you know. It's true. Uh, so Most I, of Christopher Nolan's films are. For sure, 100%, especially like Dunkirk's sound. Oh, yep. masterpiece. Yep. Uh, but yeah, so like I'm super excited to see Inception in theaters again. Uh, assuming, like like if I don't feel well, I'm not going to go, but... Which is the smart thing to do. <laughs> yeah, you, you have to decide that. on the given day, <laughs> how are you feeling? How have you been feeling? Uh, which is what I you should always do. <laughs> Uh, yeah yeah, inception next week dc fandom con i don't like the name but that's what we'll be covering uh otherwise ian rismondo thanks as always i'm joshua troop this is unanimous indecision we'll catch you next time